guys, you, I've got. Yeah. I've, what? 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 Uh-huh. I've got talking. Again. Yeah, I, I am. I am. The lips are moving. But you listen to me. Side. Make a mind right. He says the BBC are looking for some fans, celebrities for pointless, mm-hmm. and they're looking Ooh. at us. But they they've got to be just the regulars. Okay. <laughs> Just, we're not allowed to have anyone other than just the normal just five or just, the head of Pertwee. Just us. Just, <laughs> just, 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 what is something? that noise? I'm not sure. But we're, we're not allowed to have anyone else. <coughs> I'm not a ringer. I'm Scott. Who's he? Ooh. 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 What? You've hey. left the door open again. Oh. oh, well. Well, welcome to podcast 155. Someone kick him out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, dear listeners, to this, the latest Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I... Hang on a minute. Oh, oh. We've missed someone. Oh. Have we? Have we? Yeah. No, the head of Pert, we, we yeah. say hello no, later. No, no, with someone else. Hey. Him. Ooh. Him. In the corner. See, I was ignoring him, because anyone who shows up to someone else's house wearing spandex tights, <laughs> look, <Yeah>. a cape, <laughs> and that stupid mask. Have I told you about <laughs> criticising other people's fashions when I've seen what you turn up to this podcast in? But I don't turn up dressed as Asda Man. <gasps> Asda Man! Hello. Hello. Hello, Scott. Hello. <laughs> My mascot's fallen down. Oh dear. <laughs> so, we're not <laughs> so is it going to be Asterman, Scott, or Scuddy? Scuddy. <laughs> Scotty. Okay. No, he's going to be Bob. Bob. Oh, Sorry. Bob. Oh, okay. Anyway, without further ado, walking into a very crowded living room, <laughs> it's the news with El Presidente. Peter Jackson has named his price. Ooh, what, what for um, the um, Sylvester McCoy's outfit? Big name Hollywood director, well, New Zealand director, Peter Hobbit Features Jackson has named his price to direct an episode of Doctor Who, and it's rather less than his usual multi-million dollar fee. Jackson told EW.com, They don't even have to pay me. I have got my eye on one of those nice new gold-coloured Daleks. They must have a spare one. Hint, hint. Jackson also revealed that he met current Doctor Who supremo, the underproductive Stephen Moffat, <laughs> the vast toffee, Amen. over Christmas, and assured him that he wasn't joking. Additionally, Neil Cross, writer of two upcoming episodes of New Who 7B, now also lives in New Zealand and has offered to write a story based there for Jackson to direct. Ooh. Ooh. That could maybe actually happen. So he's whoring himself out to the vast toffee. Well, he's, yeah. he's got Sylvester's outfit, so he wants a Dalek to go with that. Actually, I think he's got a couple of Daleks in a Cyberman. He does as have well. a couple of original Daleks. Yeah, yeah, from the mm-hmm. photograph I've seen. Yeah. Fanboy, fanboy, fanboy. <laughs> yeah, sounds a bit of an avid No, he wasn't huh? asking for one of the new eye Daleks. No, yeah. no, he's asking well, for yeah, a He's a sensible, intelligent man. 
Firefly Whedon doesn't want no, your money No, no, no. When someone takes the time to put a coal on there, <laughs> you will pause and, and give it the attention it deserves. <laughs> you okay. Well, someone said coal Firefly <laughs> Whedon doesn't want your money. Yet. Yet. See, why was the comma not the colon? Oh, it's Firefly. Whedon doesn't want your money yet. Okay? How hard was that? Carry yeah, you on. did it so well. I know. Serial success mongerer Joss Whedon is just too busy to take our money for a crowdfunded flyer. Flyer, 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 This is why I'm not reading it. I know. <laughs> Prompted by the recent dramatic success of Kickstarter to fund a. Why well, shouldn't have gone for this? It's, <laughs> it's got words of more than two syllables. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Right, sorry. Successful Kickstarter to fund a Veronica Mars film already at nearly double its two million goal with 18 of its 30 days left. Whedon said to BuzzFeed.com My fourth feeling when I read about the Veronica Mars Kickstarter campaign was a kind of dread (laughs) because I realised the only thing that would be on everybody's mind right now. I've said repeatedly that I would love to make another movie with those guys, and that remains the case. It also remains the case that I'm booked up by Marvel for the next three years, and that I haven't even been able to get Doctor Horrible to off the ground because of that. So I don't even entertain the notion of entertaining the notion of doing this and won't. <laughs> Couple of years from now when Nathan's no longer Castle and I'm no longer the Tom Hagen of the Marvel Universe and making a giant movie, we might look and see where the market is then. But right now, it's a complete non-Kickstarter for me. And that finishes BBC programmes for <laughs> yeah. tonight. Yeah, Sleep good tight. night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Once part of me want to go, Henry! <laughs> Firefly has been to oh, the before, <laughs> and maybe it will again in a few years, but not at that blooming rate. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, would you care to read the next news item? Yes. <gasps> And I warn you. (laughs) Oh, I warn you. There's too many commas. (laughs) Doctor Who, Skinner, gone. Gone. Oh, very good. Very good, yes. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Shut Riddler. That's the title. Oh, it's gone small. Ah, if you had eyeballs that could see, it wouldn't matter. If you had eyeballs that could speak, you wouldn't like that. Does that happen normally? Love you. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Shall we let Scott do his bit? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be traumatised. <laughs> He's never going to come again. So he doesn't oh, get small. too many jokes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you carry on. You're doing very well. Thank you, fake Keith. Doctor Who executive... executive Doctor Who executive producer Caroline Skinner, who worked under Stephen Moffat, has jumped off the show. Oh! <laughs> Doctor Who executive producer Caroline Skinner, who worked under Stephen Moffat, has mm-hmm. jumped the good ship TARDIS effectively immediately. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. 
Talking of a close working relationship with Moffat and <clears throat> Carol Skinner? No, Moffat and, and Co. And Co. And Co. Carol Skinner said... It has been an no, honour. No, 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 no. You will not do the <laughs> Carol Skinner said, "It has been an honour to have been a part of Doctor Who and a privilege to have worked with Stephen Moffat and Matt Smith on this extraordinary show. I'll miss them all enormously, but I'm leaving Doctor Who in fine form." With the new series starting at Easter and the fantastic plans for the fiftieth anniversary already underway. I am delighted to be now returning to BBC drama production in London as an executive producer and the new opportunities and projects that will bring. Point of order. Yes. Mm -hmm. Point of order. It's not a new series. It's continuation of series seven. Point of order. Yeah. He's a knob. (laughs) He's right. (laughs) What, so you're a right knob? (laughs) Actually, I'm even more of one now. Hoisted hoisted by his own pederast. I'll give you that one. (laughs) Sticking up for it. (laughs) Head of drama, BBC Whale, Faith Penhale, will be filling in on the 50th anniversary special and recruitment for the full-time replacement starts shortly. That was terrible. That was awful. <laughs> How many yeah. people are left actually in the production crew that haven't kept leaving recently? This, this is the third, Steve Moffat. third executive producer they've been through in as many years yeah. or even less. Yeah, she's lasted, I think, 15 episodes. Yeah, that's that not very long. It's not very long, no, mm. no. Uh, obviously, there are, there are problems here, yeah. given that she left quite so soon, yeah. uh, halfway through right doing the 50th anniversary and, special. Promptly. Yeah, and to be replaced by the head of drama, BBC Well, suggests that they wanted to parachute somebody in there to take control yes. of things. Something um, is going on behind the scenes. Yeah, there, but we don't know what. No. I'll, I'll be honest, when I heard Doctor Who had hit the headlines today, I thought it was something to do with her. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. what was in the papers wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure we go on to Anthony <clears> Denton, <throat> but yes, no. Maybe in years to come, there'll be a book written that will explain yes. it all. <laughs> James Herbert. Dead. British horror writer James Herbert, famous for such works as 1974's The Rats and 1975's The Fog, has given up the ghost to death. The 69-year-old was still writing, having released a novel called Ash in 2012. Not content in just giving other people's nightmares, many of his ideas stemmed from his own vivid dreams. No cause of death has been given, but it is unlikely that our fellow Sussex dweller was devoured by vermin. Probably. It's yeah. not really all that old. And most of the time, yeah. we say good evening. No, it's not that good evening. Yeah. 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 69, that's, yeah. no, that's nice. I read The Fog when I was about 12. And mm. if you've ever read The Fog, it's completely inappropriate yeah. for a 12-year-old. Yeah. And I was so disappointed when I saw the film, as I think was James Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, there was, yeah, there was probably. something that went on, again, behind the scenes mm. there yeah. that I think he voiced his... Uh, my 12-year-old brain focused on this one scene where um, a gym teacher, I think it was, had gone completely mad, as had all the kids in his class, and they chopped his knob off with a pair Ooh. of shears. Oh, oh what, before Wayne Bobbitt's uh, Mrs. Bobbitt. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this is the story of John Wayne Bobbitt. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's the difference between the film of The Fog? I'm thinking of the um, one where ghosts... In, the, the lighthouse. In, yeah. Invade this New England town, and uh, this... Um, I think it was a chemical reaction, wasn't it, in oh. the fog? 
that turned people do laddie in the mm-hmm. books. Yeah, all I can remember is the knob being chopped. Yeah, that you seem to be, I think you seem to be focused on something yeah. that interested you. I, a lot. I was, I was twelve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but there was no ghosts and ghoulies, and it was. But um, and his loving wife caught on the <laughs> with a carving knife. Well, on, on the Moving basis, rapidly on. So on the basis we have some people under the age of like oh, sixteen yeah. listening yeah. to this. Moving rapidly on. on. Yeah. Any addendum? Well, oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Any, but, any appendages? <laughs> we have we have an addendum, don't Ooh, we? I have one. Oh. oh. Uh, is it about Pond by any chance? It is. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Gillen has joined uh, adult swim comedy show NTSF colon SD colon SUV. What the? Oh, so, that N- so that's a yeah. new, news yeah. program Literally. with a no. sexually transmitted disease <laughs> in a car. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She's going to be a regular in season three. I think there's 13, 15 minute episodes. Yeah, so so, yeah. It's something What's about, it about hunting, kidnapping aliens. Oh. It's a spoof yeah. of things like um, CSI and ah. stuff like that, I think. Anyone here watch Adult Swim? I don't. Well, where is yeah. it on this? Regularly. We will do now. Yeah, <laughs> what, channel, what channel's it on? Uh, it used to be on Bravo, but I own a lot of them on mm. DVD. Ah. <laughs> I bought them before they came out over here, and mm-hmm. uh, I was watching Venture Brothers and yeah. Teen Hunger Force. They're, I've seen a couple of the Venture mm-hmm. Brothers. Um, mm-hmm. They've also got the um, uh, the Star Wars rip-off of yes, the dolls. Yes, they have the uh, Robot Chicken. Robot Chicken, I think it's on... I can't remember the name of the channel. It's on one of these bizarre... Digital late, channels late here. night. Yeah, yeah. Mm. a lot of it was made by Cartoon Networks. They uh, just put it on yes. after. Haven't they hours. just folded Cartoon Network? No, no they've not. lost the uh, Star Wars cartoon. Oh. They've been nibbled at, but they haven't been they haven't yeah. folded. Is this anything to do with Disney? Yes, the Star Wars mm, one. Yeah. yeah, we yeah, have a suspicion. They took away, uh, mm-hmm. Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh, it stands for National Terrorism Strike Force San Diego Sports Utility Vehicle. So the SUV bit was right. <laughs> yeah, it's a spoof. Is an SUV. It, yeah. She's a player character called Daisy, apparently, who looks like uh, a southern sort of Daisy Duke sort of yes. character from mm. the photo. Yes, the, the, the short shorts. So mm. I assume that she'd be oh, pretty she on the dreadful Daisy accent. Jukes. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Thoughts on that? Um, it's, it's not exactly an addendum, but for all you spoiler-phobes... Right. Um, not I think curious. it's on our, our um, Staggering Stories Facebook, but the fact it was Reese that put this up there, apparently... Wait, 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 wait. He said there was a spoiler, but he didn't say what it was. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm... It's not <laughs> oh, right, something okay. new, because I haven't looked at. Um, if you don't like spoilers, it appears that the BBC official website is the place to avoid... Oh, like, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It has been it for a couple of years, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some yeah. of the stuff that they're putting up there isn't just like, you know, it has this actor in, or he could be thrown through. It's, it's almost like... This is a secret story. We're not telling you what the title mm, is. Honest, Michael yeah. Wisher playing Davos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think that. Have is... you just blown that? No, no, no. Michael Wisher yeah. dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've good Davos. That then. would be so cool. Yeah. I, I think that was somebody posting up the wrong thing. I don't think. That was meant to be up there. But it's I just, really it's just it's like lot. the front page yeah. of the standard just, just, all over just again. Listeners, yeah. avoid the uh, official yeah. website if you don't like your spoilers. Yeah, I mm. might have to ask other people to take over the new section for uh, four oh. or five episodes. Oh, <laughs> it gets me. I've got to go to 
news yeah. sites yeah. Yes. get the uh, news mm. it's going a bit dicey fun. <laughs> yeah. it's fun watching your face yes. when you're looking yes, at well, we count what happened to Blue Box when we get there <laughs> oh yes oh, yeah. <laughs> so right. any more addendums any more um, any more bits well not really an addendum I mean I would say in the wake of Justin Bieber's tour of uh, the UK, um, <laughs> I went on YouTube and uh, so there's quite a heartening amount of sort of scenes of him being killed in various ways. So. <laughs> I mean, including a very inventive one where he gets eaten by a Cthulhu. Ooh. I'm liking all the uh, pictures of One Direction being walked off cliffs and things. Oh, oh that's, that's yeah, quite amusing. He, yeah. Is that his group? No, what is no. different? Group apparently it's got some guy called Harry in it who apparently is meant to be sexy, but he mm. looks, you know, about ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not the age range that look sexy at anymore. <laughs> now, because Scott's with us, yo, Scotty. Thank Let's you. not patronise Scott any more than is strictly necessary. Sorry. How would you say? Sorry, Scott. <laughs> We're going to play a game. Should I be nervous? Oh, yes. yes. Be afraid. Gene, be very afraid. do you have the rope? Oh, yes. Adam, do you have the greased pig? And the paddle. Oh, you remembered the paddle. Sorry, I bought my own paddle. <laughs> oh. I've got an egg whisk. Yes, and dear. Flying <laughs> <Quite euphoric. laughs> We're going to play things in five words. Ooh, you right. think we've forgotten about this, haven't you? You thought we'd gone off. No, we're desperate. We just needed something we could do quick. Gene forgot the snail, so we can't do snail racing. No. Excuse me. If you hit that microphone again, Karen, I'm going to kill you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I keep hitting the microphone and I need to ah. keep telling off. <laughs> you can do yes, that later. Yeah, of course you do. Later yeah. I may beat myself. <laughs> That's yes. what I'm here for. The after show party. Scott, this is a surreal in reality. <laughs> no, this is actually t- this is toned tame. down. Yeah. El Presidente, would you care to go first? Okay. Go for Give it, us your it. thing in five words. Green and wet. Panto flailer. Come on, Gillen. Green and wet. Panto flailer. Green and wet. Panto flailer. Flailer. Yeah. Is it the Merca by any chance? It is. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. I shall go. Boat with a bright bum. <laughs> what? <laughs> Boat <laughs> with a bright bum. Ooh, and Keith should know this, and as soon as he realises what it is, he'll go, Oh, yes, of course, damn, I'm a fool, and I don't deserve uh, to be walking on God's green earth. Mm. It's not Doctor Who related. Battlestar Galactica? No. Is it Tugs related? Is it what? Tugs. Firefly. Firefly. Oh. Uh, Serenity. Serenity. Oh, I should have realised that I'm a fool and I, I don't, do not don't deserve, deserve to walk on God's, God's green earth. <laughs> and then you go in the kitchen and kill yourself. No, you didn't mention that, that one. <laughs> With a spoon. It's got, it's got a bright... T- Firefly. Oh, the engine. Yes, yeah, the engine. Yes, yes. They always call it the Fire. boat. Yes. Firefly yes. cast. Yes. Yes. I win. No one mm. else can play. <laughs> <laughs> right, this this one's a person. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Do- Give a song. William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> a person. Oh, yes, <laughs> Not a planetary body. Yeah. No, not a stellar mass. No. <laughs> Doctor Who contender was titled... Sir? Uh, Joseph Patterson. 
Cheers, Skid. Marquis de Carabas. Yep. Go on then, what's your... Was he a contender? You will not yes, do your happy dance. Yes, it was. No, this, that's not my happy... This is I, I am brilliant success dance. You don't do that one very often. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, this is a thing. Oh, okay. Put it thing. away and do your thing in five words. But it's not a who-related thing. Mm-hmm. Emergency arm-failing mechanical man. Danger, Will Robinson, it's danger. The, 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 uh, robot. the robot. Yes. Do the arm-failing, go on. <laughs> danger, you do realise this is a podcast. I know, but I just like to see him make it of himself. <laughs> As the man, would you care to give us your thing in five words? Seriously fluffy, frilly, dapper, charming. The Easter Bunny? Mm. The Easter Ooh. Bunny's pet rabbit? No, it is who-related. Seriously Su- fluffy. Mm. Frilly, dapper and charming. John Purby. Yes. Ah! <laughs> Mine's... Oh, we forgot you. Yeah, thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. They're hiding behind the wall. You're a very long way away. I can't see you very well. <laughs> Would you like a cuddle? Yeah. <laughs> Adam Cuddle you, oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not Doctor Who related. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tripedled tripods. Ex- exoskeleton mm-hmm. tripods. Invading extraterrestrials. Tripods. No. Oh, the world's world's worlds. Worlds. No. Oh. Daleks. You're in the right area. Cybermen. Tripedal. Seal. Tripedal exoskeleton invading extraterrestrials. Is it spider Daleks? <laughs> What's inside the tripods? Martians. Thank you. Right. You've said Martians. Oh, oh, I said War of the Worlds, actually. Mm. That's like Martians. <laughs> yes, but it's not Martians. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. talking of, um, of, of fluffy <laughs> characters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We haven't said hello to him, have oh. we? Oh. What? Are we saying hello to Asterman or the head of no, Girl? Of... <laughs> Is he saying hello to me? <laughs> Depends hello. 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 hello, hello, Pertwee. Gazing benevolently yes. down upon mm. us. Hello, charred ashes of Grunhilda Nottmacker. Yeah. Hello, skeletal Matt Smith. Hello, Hello naked, naked Tom Baker. <laughs> is naked Tom Baker still up there with, no, yes. with um, Idris? Well, doing no, no, Idris is no longer doing things. Tom Baker. Yes. something mm. cuddling an Amelia Pond. Yeah, yeah, that's not a me. weevil yeah. cuddling police pond. Hang on, oh. hang on. Is that an angel it's got hanging up by that his neck? Is, yes, <laughs> that is a deceased angel. It has ceased to, to be. be. He's hanging at an angel. He's <laughs> hanged in the story. And I don't mean nicely. <laughs> Hello, fascist box. Well, fascist yep. box, dangerous, dangerous Churchill, Churchill, and assorted plastic oddments. Where's Graham? Graham, Hi, Graham. Seriously, we're going to have to get a carrier bag and get rid of some of these because it takes too long. It really does. (laughs) Okay, that bit of silliness over. What are we doing next? Let's do proper stuff now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Last time we did our favourite Doc 2s per Doctor. Yes. With a book. Only half of us who are here now Mm. were here then. Yep. I was stuck in traffic. She was. Yeah, well, actually, you were home by then, just. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even blooming well attempt it. Mm, yeah. So this right, time I was asleep. <laughs> yeah. This time, our other three guests here will uh, have their turn. I'm a guest now. Are you well? You don't live here, generally. <laughs> generally, it just feels like it. <laughs> I've squeezed your monkey, and you still call me a guest. <laughs> so let's start with uh, the first doctor, William Hartnell. Yes. 
Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it Who was. Who wants to go first? Um, I chose the Aztecs. Oh, the Aztecs. Simply eh? because when I read the book, it's it was historic. I was just discovering that I really, 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 really like history. Mm-hmm. And although it was, you know, not very historically accurate. <laughs> no, I'm sure not. I just loved it from beginning to end. Obviously, I wasn't around to see the actual programme, and I've still never seen it. Oh, but okay. Just on the book alone. Oh. Yeah, my favourite. You've never watched the Aztecs? No, I have not. Oh, you've so hmm. got to. You're just in time. It's just been re-released. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yes. Well, I shall have to watch that one. Specialistic features. You mean they've changed the ending? And yeah. No, 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 no. CGI. No, they, they've, they've expanded the special features. What does that mean? I don't know. Got more on it. Yeah. <laughs> they've redone the video, haven't they? And yeah. they've cleaned it up a bit more. And... Okay. And they've stuck Galaxy film. 4 on as well. Yes, yeah. yes. They've got the recon. <laughs> yes. Gene. The Aztecs. Oh, Yay. really? Yeah. Yes. That didn't come up last time. No, no, I have to. I, I did. There was a couple, two others that I was tempted with, with Hartnell. Um, but I have to admit, if I want to sit down and take the brain out and pretend I'm 12 years old kind of Doctor Who, it's usually the Aztecs I go to with Hartnell. Um, mm. I thought it's... A lot of people forget that Will Russell was brought in because he was a hero. He was a heartthrob on TV at the time, although we just think of him as being Ian. He Donk. was in Lancelot <laughs> and that kind of stuff, and he was a real action hero. He was destined yeah. for Hollywood. Yeah, He was um, a lead, really. He was a lead. Mm-hmm. And this one, he actually got to be the action hero lead party. He did some punching. He did some punching. There was <laughs> oh, some yes. lovely senses of humour between the Doctor and Kamika and at the ending getting up and married yeah. and all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Um also, and Barbara got to exercise her teacher brain. She did. Yeah. Which she they did. seem to have forgotten she had, had. up until that point. <laughs> but yeah. it's also one of the last... Uh, you had a few more after this um, in Reign of Terror and that kind of stuff. But it's one of the few Doctor Who history stories that were history stories, not alien history stories. And given stories. that the original concept was to yeah. tell children about history... That was mm. a shame. Yeah, so you then got the Reign yeah. of Terror, and, and that was it. You know, the Highlanders, but after the... Marco Polo. The, um, yeah. the Hartnell oh, Troughton era, before, yeah. it kind of... Died again. Yeah. You didn't get that anymore. They didn't get historicals really after. Um, the Highlanders. But I also got yes. the feeling this was one, although it was all studio-based, they did take time about the things like the costumes and the sets and that kind of stuff, given the time they're in. And, some mm. of the, and I think the other thing that makes me love it is many years later... Um, Pat Troughton was in an Aztecs um, TV programme where he played Cocaxel, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was really freaky and spooky, and it always reminded <laughs> me of Doctor Who. Didn't make anyone cocoa, did he? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> and someone again. else, someone else there <laughs> will remember it because it was it was um, ITV. Yes, ITV, but early seventies. Yes, it was in colour. I do it remember was in that. Color. Yes. Yes, and I cannot remember, and I've never oh, seen it again since. Neither have I, but I do remember seeing a few episodes yeah. of it. And I've gone for the Dalek Master Plan. Dalek Ooh. Master Plan. Ooh. Justify yourself. Yes, because most of it doesn't exist, Stop obviously. picking on Aster Man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I think it was after the disappointment of seeing The Chase. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And realising yeah. that I was never going to see Master Plan. 
probably yeah. Yeah. not necessarily a bad thing. No, <laughs> I, I think a big part of it is the fact that it's audio. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I don't get bored listening to it, mainly because your mind's working yeah. out the visuals for you. Yeah. So there's no bad production value. <laughs> yeah. Sarah Kingdom's death is excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of her. <laughs> uh, just, just the cast, really. You've got Peter Butterworth. Yeah, yeah. Carry On Films. You've got... Uh, G. Marsh, Sarah Kingdon. Refer to notes, refer to notes. Kevin Stoney. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Stoney is Mavic Chen. Chen. Yeah. comes back and plays. Uh, Tobias, Tobias Ball. Ball. Yeah. And so, I'm Backer. sorry. Yeah, that, that's what I can remember. I mentioned that. Find him, Backer, find him. I think there's a fan recon where they've taken stills from the programme and put it together with the audio and then typed little bits underneath that sort of like... Ian turns round to look at you know yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. instruction. I have it. <laughs> and there's there is some very limited CGI of moving Daleks. Yeah, yeah. Like that, But there's no telly snaps of this story, so it's literally really? people cutting hmm? people out. You know, oh. first doctors out and the very <laughs> jagged images, the sticking mm. them on images yeah. from previous episodes. And whenever the TARDIS door opens, you get the same shot from a Hartnell story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very limited. But also Nicholas Courtney. Yes. Oh, yes. From, uh, the yeah. first episode. First time. Yeah, brilliant actor. And it's nice to see him playing someone else other than Lethbridge Stewart. Yeah. They're yeah. not incredibly different type characters. Yeah. But it's just nice that that's his first role. And luckily, Day of Armageddon was found again. Yeah. Uh, rediscovered. So we get to see some of his first scenes and some scenes with Billy Hartnell. So, yeah, mainly the mysticism of that story. Yeah. yeah. And it's not a Dalek story that's involving the Daleks in the first incarnation of Invaded Earth. <laughs> yeah. But it's got some very vicious Daleks in it. And. Mm. Um, the Dalek Supreme at one point, sort of, uh, after the task force fails to catch everyone, yeah. uh, just says, yep, return to base, and then turns to his subordinate and says, destroy the pursuit ship. Fair enough. <laughs> Teach him a lesson. Daleks is that should be. Dalek. <laughs> yeah. Okay, trout on then. I have a controversial yes. choice. Yes, yes. Um, given that I wasn't alive for 99% of Troutons... That's it, rub it in. I know, I know. <laughs> so... Everything I'd seen of him up until this story was on really dodgy, pirated <laughs> yeah. VHS and one Betamax and comics and that. I'd never actually seen him mm. live, as twere, until The Two Doctors. And I remember spending a lot of the episode watching it and my dad was in the room saying... Is he still the same? Is, he st- is that how he was? Is that how he was? Because I'd just never seen any of the others before. So The Two Doctors was the first proper opportunity I had to see Troughton at his best. And looking very orange. Yeah. At one point, his eyebrows just went mad. That, he came back from Seville with a bit of a tan, didn't yeah. he? So yeah. all the studio scenes. Can, yeah, can we allow that? I don't know. It's, oh, a, it's, it's a, a second Doctor story. Changing the rules. Typical woman. Yeah, I'll allow it for now. For now. For now. Would you like me to squeeze your monkey again? Oh, God. Oh, sorry, you're here. Unfortunately, I think mine's going to fit in the stereotype with everyone else. I was tempted to go with the mind the, robber? the mind robber. Mm. 
Yeah. And my other choice was the faceless ones. Ooh. Both well of which I thoroughly enjoy. Um, but it has to be the first Doctor Who episode I ever remember. Jim with the Cybermen. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, I was about to a mere stripling of a two years barn. old. <laughs> you remember something? You're two years old. I remember the Cybermen bursting out of the ice caves. Now you've got to remember that my brothers basically brought me home from on a Monday I was born. On a Saturday I apparently was put down between the knees and watched Doctor Who. It was like <laughs> you know I had no choice in the matter. Um, but she I couldn't very, hold very, her very, head upright. <laughs> 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 you watch it. <laughs> but um, I do. I remember the Cybermen breaking out of the ice tombs. Because oh. when I actually saw it again... Luckily. I knew the bit, yeah. 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 <laughs> I knew the bit where the Cybermen grabbed the ankles. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and I knew that was coming, so I'd actually... I must retained have been, retained some yes. of the story and that kind of stuff. So. And how lucky are we to have the whole story? Oh, yeah. Not just an, oh, yeah. an odd sense and of And in such good episode. condition as well. It does look good. That's yeah. what we saw at the BFI. Yeah. That was... Wonderful. Yeah. I've just read the Target novelisation as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah both covers. That they, they redid the cover as well and still kept the wrong side. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. There's a street called the Chase in Furnace Green. Can we move there so that we can live in a Doctor Who episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. There's also a street called Remembrance of the Daleks in Portland. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I think, think she could be a. But there is a street called the Chase, and I'd like to live there. But all the houses are those really funky, dory, completely detached. Do you? have a million pounds house. Mm. We could not Gabriel stand outside chase. and staring through the window no. they'd arrest us yeah. <laughs> whenever everyone mentions the chase I always think of Bradley Walsh what? Okay. what's the chase? yeah the chase on ITV oh, oh, oh yes, yes. 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 Scott I've <laughs> gone for Fury from the Deep Ooh. Ooh. Fury on the picking, Cheap yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm picking stories that don't exist not making it easy yeah. for myself <laughs> but uh, first and foremost the best use of Victoria's scream. Yep. Yes. She screams her way out of the show. Plot and the, point. And another first, the first appearance of the sonic screwdriver. Yes. Mm. Yes. yes. Uh, that, that's mm. when they got the foam machine, so we'll try to write as many stories as we can around foam. That's it, yeah, we'll bring it back <laughs> to Caesar Death. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that, so it, mm. Obviously not much exists. You've got a few really sort of creepy sensor cuts, which yeah. are very good, with Oak and Quill menacing... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the mouth. The Just mouth, the yes. One, yeah. one of the actors with very dodgy teeth, or yeah. Hartnell teeth, should I say. <laughs> <laughs> the teeth of Hartnell. Mm-hmm. But it, it really is a story of suspense and possession. Mm-hmm. Because, mm. again, you, you've got a really dodgy weed creature that you couldn't really use too much so we just cover it up in foam yeah <laughs> yeah the old, the old dot two trick if it looks yeah. a bit dodgy mm. hide it in something <laughs> that's it yeah, put really bright lights and leave it there for five minutes normally <laughs> and it was also nice that you sort of had that lead up to Victoria leaving it wasn't suddenly mm. like end of Resurrection yeah. Daleks mm. Tegan just suddenly decided mm. I've had enough yeah. 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 yeah you could see it coming married, she, yeah exactly <laughs> not, not getting married off yeah, you could yeah. see how much it was hurting her to be around. She yeah. she was really, really scared. Beyond normal Victoria scared in this story. To Pertwee, then. Yes. Pertwee, I've gone with Planet of the Spiders. Stand oh. strong against the spiders, Sarah. Exactly. <laughs> because the line, struggle against the spider, Sarah, always makes me laugh. Oh, hail um, the great, powerful me. Oh. Miss Sladen does some of I her die. best possessed, terrified... <laughs> Deer in head, headlights <laughs> acting. I am the queen. Oh. <laughs> he I'm said it. Really <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Like the immortal that line that Sarah out. Jane Smith came out with: half a pound of tuppenny rice. Yes. Yep. <laughs> 
and the spiders were delightfully Bad. not realistic at all. <laughs> yes. Well, they're aliens. They look a bit different. We've met Boris. We have met Boris. <laughs> yes. Um, and he looks unrealistic in the flesh. Mm. He does, yeah. yeah. Well, As does spiders, Matt Irvin. So. And, um, of course, it was Pertwee's last stand. Yeah. 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 And his dramatic fall when he stepped from the TARDIS yeah. generator yes. yeah. to Tom Baker. Yeah. Couldn't have done his back any good, that. Really couldn't no. have done. No. And those <laughs> slanty... Slant, slanty. Camera bar- angles. Yeah. Slanty bar fast. <laughs> yeah. I noticed you skimmed over the flying mm. Hoomerbill. Oh, oh, yes. I <laughs> oh, did I black it I out? Yes. It out. The yes. mad chased us for the hell of it. That's yeah. it. The, the, the CSO has been touched up on the DVD mm. release. Hmm. It would oh, have oh, to be released. I mentioned that. Yeah. I mentioned that. <laughs> okay, everyone, guess what my favourite John Pertwee story is going The demons! Why don't they know me so well? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a cue for a song. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like this one because it was a bit... Um, in a way, it was almost like a classic whodunit. You yeah. had your key characters that ended up in this video, and then they're stuck there. No one can get in, and they can't get out. So it's mm-hmm. it's the typical sort of like scenario of a good old fashioned whodunit kind of mm-hmm. thing. I thought the master was wonderful in this. Yeah. <laughs> he was having it up something chronic, but he was also yeah. wonderful at it. In these cases, this fo- the outcome is always foreseen with the ret- with the crystal ball. Yeah, whack. <laughs> um, and it it just you had Benton and Yates were getting to be soldier boys. Yep. The only thing I didn't like it was that sort of like this was John Pertwee as his patronising yeah. best. Yeah. If, I, if I remember rightly, the review for that we, we discovered we had a very grumpy doctor. Oh, totally. Yeah. If I remember, but if we ignored yeah. that, it just it's a fun romp. Oh, and yeah. of course, mm-hmm. what does it finish on? Yeah. Morris dancing and beer. Morris dancing and beer. Even at a young yeah. age, my future well, interest would be informed. Yeah. <laughs> about fifteen by then. Ooh. <laughs> and it was Doctor She's glaring again. I'll slap her for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd say Demons. It, it, it's a bit of fun. Um, it had some nice outside location shots, and it, it just sort of like. It was a bit of a twee Doctor Who story, but it's just a good Doctor Who story. Yeah, I mean, last time they dealt with the supernatural, really. It was, mm. yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. Only, Which I have tried to avoid for the rest of my The only thing that's all... Well, it didn't do it for me was, I mean, the, the wind effects. I mean, you could tell from a mile away, it's someone with a reel-to-reel going... <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah. noise. And mm. it, yeah. Oh, good grief, yeah. yeah. Oh, the other thing I did like about it was the opening scenes with the homage to Quake Mass and the Pit. Yes. Mm. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Well, homage is... Yeah, homage isn't exactly right. <laughs> the stealing complete word and utter word. stealing <laughs> the scene from yeah. Plagiarism. Yes. Yes. As did Bessie. She still stole the scenes at some point. Oh, yes. She? Running people over. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Going oh, off on her own. Mm. How dare you go gallivanting <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> and I've gone deaf to the Daleks. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, Actually, for a similar reason as Adam, it was the first VHS I ever had uh, in 1988, no. and I watched it to death. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I think it would probably be dangerous to put it in a video player uh. nowadays, because they're antiques, and yes. they yes. last yeah. on with this tape. So. Uh, quite easy I don't have it anymore, but it does have my initial scribed into the cassette <laughs> case, so if anyone has it, 
don't put it in your machine. <laughs> I, I, that was quite. That's the one um, where he ends up sitting in the house drinking the person's wine. No, that's Definitely, Daleks. It's the silver and black Daleks oh. yeah. on the in the sand pit. Yes, yes, that's it. yeah, yeah. Yes, the, that maze type thing they have to go through. All yes. that. That's it. Yeah, with Sarah. Five doctory, isn't it? To have to go over that. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Nightmare yeah. to Reading. the um, guys and how the hell they got them to wander around and the yeah. tracks and trolleys. Yeah. It was quite effective. Oh, yeah. You couldn't see the tracks, it's in yeah. the photos. But um, I also liked uh, the character Galloway. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not George. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which, he was uh, the second in command when he was tr- of the, that's the it, security yeah, Scottish goon, actor. Sc- yeah. Security guy who tried to take over. I made a note, it's Duncan Lamont. Because uh-huh. I keep forgetting his name. But uh, also, the thing that I remember mostly isn't even the Daleks, it's the lighting on the Exelon creatures. Yeah. All that mm. reflective lighting. Oh, the, yes. The tunnels. Yes. And the, vein, sort of the veins yeah. on the mm. costume. Yeah. And the, the roots attacking Daleks. Yes. So that was always yeah. fun. What is it? Roots, uh, Root City 2, Daleks nil. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where are we now? Tombo. Mm. Tombo, I've gone with Talons of Wang Chang. Oh, yeah. yes. For many, many reasons. Top of the list of which is the rat. The, the rat, <laughs> Now, this, this was an absolute romp. Uh, I loved it from beginning to end. I loved the Sherlock Holmes air to it, the whole Victorian vibe. I loved the fact that Leela got to be more Leela-ish than she mm-hmm. had for a while, yeah. testing out the carving knife and <laughs> explaining how to aim for the heart. Uh, the doctor telling um, what's his Jango. name, Jago, no, Lightfoot, that, Lightfoot. Lightfoot, that she, he found her floating down the Amazon in a hat box. Um, <laughs> the whole, um, oh, what was his name? The, yeah, China, him. The China Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grill, and uh, and yeah, bent face, and the uh, the little the little um, Mr. Sin. That's him. Yeah. yeah, I can't think of it. <laughs> Are you sure uh, you've actually watched this? <laughs> I, 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 just just winging it. No, I, I just thought it was absolutely fantastic episode from beginning to end and I could yeah. watch it over and over and over and over that, again I, when, when, we did this, when we did this a little while ago that was one of my also runs because really, again it's a Robert Holmes you've got the dialogue yeah. there yeah. The, the characters are yeah, going yeah. right for the yeah. Back now. Yeah, from, yeah. from Big Finish yeah. they're still going mm-hmm. yeah. Mark this was a difficult one for me because I went through all my old classics yeah Stones of Blood <laughs> Pyramids of Mars mm-hmm. Image Offender you're getting yeah. a drift here the yeah. colour like who I like <laughs> But um, unfortunately, it seems that me and Karen are too close because it <laughs> yeah. was Talons of Wayne Giant. Yeah. Um, very, very similar, the reasons. I love the Sherlock Holmesian aspect of it. But I also liked it. It was humorous, but it was also still quite dark. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, some of, it tended to be that the stories were either all really dark, intense, serious stories or all kind of like very... bit panto. Panto, panto very yeah. light. This one actually it did have shade and you mm-hmm. know light. There was parts of it which were quite serious, and then there were parts of it which were very, very much tongue in cheek. Mm. Um, the whole use of the Victorian era with the vaudeville acts and the the staging and what have you, and it's just really enjoyable. And as you say, you know, it's a change for the poor old Leela to get out of her leathers, <laughs> <laughs> even if it was just into pantaloons. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the early lines, it was something my nan always used to say, it's when they were pulling the body out oh, of the river and the, the old toothless the crone yeah, said, yeah. I haven't seen anything like that in all my puff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really triggered one of those childhood, childhood memory, memory things. Yeah. 
Why like she pulled bodies out the river? Mm. She did yes. all the time. Yeah. She was told not to. What is Is I thought about doing a Leela costume, and I realised I have one at home all the time. I've got the pantaloons <laughs> that are called my corset. <laughs> yeah. The memory I have from Tales of Wind is Leela being face down in raw sewage. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Not even wiping the eyes. No, so no oh, one's yeah. made a comment about the smell or anything. <laughs> Back in the house, all just too polite at the time. <laughs> the Victorian gentleman. Exactly. Yeah. That was another thing when um, she was having her meal and Lightfoot, being the proper gentleman, oh, didn't question yeah. her when she just picked up the leg of pork and yeah. started <laughs> eating it. He just put his plate down, put his napkin down, and picked joined up a chicken and joined yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Well, I've gone for Stones of Blood. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I support the man in his choice. Mm. It's, a, it, it's a lovely story. It and is. when I watch The Key to Time, that is the story I look forward to. And, and when it ends, I'm always disappointed. Mm. <laughs> and I can cope with the Megara. <laughs> but yes. it, it really is a, a story about the comedy. Yeah. That's what yeah. I take from it. It's all the ad-libs before it, it goes too far it, it in the was, next yeah. sort of Douglas Adams that, era. That, that was on the cusp yeah so the the horror was dropping down while the comedy was beginning to overtake but it's not it's too bad yet that's mm. it and um, you've got professor rumford or beatrix oh. lehman i literally hang on everything she says yeah. in that oh, story she's wonderful isn't she amazing face you just i can't get enough beatrix lehman it's a shame <laughs> she didn't come back <laughs> but also this is the season where where k9 started getting the uh, the punchlines yeah so you've got uh, Tom Baker running up to him saying, uh, why don't you bark? I'm not programmed to bark. <laughs> you've always wanted to be a bloodhound. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> yes, you have. Uh, and it's all of that. You can really tell the whole cast in Sons of Blood is having fun. They mm-hmm. really get on together. John Leeson included, not just the canine yeah. prop. Yeah. Uh, Tom Baker and uh, Beatrix Lee. And you can tell they read, really get on. And there's a lot of interplay and uh, just a lot of comedy there that... That is my main memory of just laughing my way through stones <laughs> of blood. Okay, so Davison. Oh, so <clears> many shoes <throat> yeah. from. Time flight. Damn. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've gone for The Awakening. Oh. The Awakening had so many fantastic supporting characters in it, from um, Glyn Houston as uh, the Roundheads. Mm. Yeah. Forgotten his name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, to Polly yeah. What's her face as Jane yes. Hamden, who quite frankly should have been a companion. And if she didn't want to be a companion, then Will should have been a companion because yeah. yeah. they were they were just fantastically written characters and yeah. very very well acted. Um, love the story. Love the whole war games sealed knot oh, side yeah. of yeah. side of things. The malice. The first time I saw the Malice, it was, what, 83? So yeah. I'd have been 13. Mm. Blew me away. I thought it was an absolutely brilliant effect. And we watched it again Recently. the other day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still, still bloody good. Mm. I, know, I know it's all smoke and mirrors, but it is still <laughs> absolutely wonderful. Isn't, isn't that what Matt Acting and Dr. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the little creature that got into the TARDIS. Oh yeah, I thought I thought it was excellent. Yeah. And that would still look good today if that was one yeah. of the effects Grimly they used. Yeah. But um, yeah, Adric was annoying, but then Adric's <laughs> just annoying. He's meant to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I Don't thought Ad- no, Adric wasn't in the awakening. No, I'm thinking of the visitation. visitation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's so annoying. He's dead. Let's go back to the awakening and stop thinking of the visitation. 
Um, it was Turlow and Tegan, wasn't it? It yes. was Turlow and Tegan. So Turlow, unfortunately, got the old um, locked away because yeah. there's too many companions for a two-parter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we met the char- the only character in Doctor Who that our eldest son could have been named after, Andrew Verney. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nobody thought that. No one, one did, no. And some of the, um, the, the second-in-command, the young cavalier who threatened, tells Tegan if she doesn't get changed, he'll do it for her. Nasty, nasty piece of work. And I'm wondering how people like that got over it. I mean, I know he died, didn't he? But uh, did he die no, or was he knocked it. out? It was knocked out. He was out. knocked out, yeah. I'm wondering how they were accepted back into society once ev- the Doctor had gone and everything's gone back mm. to normal. Because he was a swine. Mm. <laughs> Played his role to the hill. He really yeah. did. But no, I just thought from, from the beginning with all the horses all the way to the end with uh, Sounds an Evil Brew, don't yeah. it? I thought it was an excellent episode. I, I, I have to say, again, this was one of my also runs. And for me, it was, it was the dialogue such of a... Uh, between under the tunnel, oh, when yeah. the doctor explains what's going on, and um, what's, Jane Hamden, Jane Hamden yeah. turns around, and, we have to, to stop, stop him. him. Yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's my first memory of Doctor Who as well. Oh, oh I hate him. Yeah. Out, yeah. Oh, get out. <laughs> it was the uh, the Gremlin malice heaving mm. down the side of the tunnel. <laughs> oh. yeah. Queen, the Queen, have to Queen. Queen. Well, again, I, I struggled here between two. One of them was the Black Orchid, mm-hmm. which yep. I thoroughly enjoyed, but unfortunately I had to go for the stayed old favourite, Enlightenment. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yep. I love Linda Barney. Yes, yes. yes. I think she's wonderful. Um, and I mean Enlightenment as which in the not. non-buggered mm-hmm. about with version. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> the proper one. I don't mind the special edition. Oh, I do, too much. I do, uh, yeah, there's I there's mean, some nice CGI on there's the new There's some nice CGI, just, but, but the bit that really, really annoys me is when they've CGI'd the front of the ship so you know it's mm. a spaceship and they still expect Tika to not realise she's on a spaceship. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. doesn't work. Mm, okay. um, I liked the idea, it's sort of like brewed slowly and you got the impression that it was on a spaceship but you know wasn't sure and I thought it was just a really nice idea of actually taking something like pirates and racing and putting it into space it was also one of those kind of turning points with the Adric's character I got the feeling Turlo, Turlo. Turlo sorry mm. <laughs> we've got Adric on the well. brain <laughs> no please no um, it was one of the turning points for the Turlo character all of the actors were in it were very um, committed to the performances there wasn't anyone you sat there who got the feeling was just fluffing it yeah. or what have you it, it was quite seriously done but it wasn't overly serious. There was Some a pirate for a bit. Yeah, yeah there was no. a slight characters. camp pop star pirate in there. Yeah. <laughs> number, number two. John. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought, you know, even for the time, the effects were wonderful. I think the effect with Linda Baron was better in the original than when they changed it. Perfect. She does have one of the most dangerous cleavages yeah. ever oh, known. Oh, yes. She's a well-built girl. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I envy and wish to emulate that. But no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Enlightenment. I thought, you know, and this is the thing, there was a lot of good stories with Davison's era. I yeah. just felt that one stands out a little bit more than some of the others. It's a very Quite often different it's trying story. To, yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it, that's, I think that's why it stands out. Yeah, unfortunately, next Doctor, it's trying to find the wheat amongst the chaff. With Davison, yeah. it's a bit trying to find the chaff amongst the wheat. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> We're a few, but okay. Yeah, originally I was going to say Enlightenment. 
Good, huh? good story for Turlow. Yeah. But I decided to go for Resurrection of the Daleks. Oh. Oh. Yes. The yes. cheap man's earth shock. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the, yes, it was um, a, a reintroduction of the Daleks. Obviously, they've been off screen oh, yeah. for quite a mm. while. And also Terry Malloy. Mm-hmm. My oh, yeah. yes. I, I do like Michael Wisher's portrayal yeah. of Davros, but I grew up with Terry Malloy. Yeah. Therefore, yeah. You know, he, he does... Michael Wisher is a definitive Davros, but mm. Terry Malloy does make the role his own in that, that's that's it. those sections. Yeah, I think I have vague memories of Goodison. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I was born in between a couple of episodes of Destiny of the Daleks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there is a pattern with my favourite Doctor Who's. I do like the grimmer, more adult <laughs> tales. And I think it's because I was so young at the time mm. that I was allowed to watch these things. So things like uh, resurrection with the uh, the de- decaying faces oh, from the yeah. virus and yeah. things like mm. that, and, and someone's hands worn away by it, and just the amount of death. Mm. Yeah. I think it goes for the um, what was it, the deadly assassin then for the drowning yeah. of the See, doctor. Then. This is the thing: as grim as I like them, I chose Stones of Blood for Tom Baker. <laughs> yeah. You know, so there is some lightheartedness in there. Obviously, you've got Leslie Grantham in this story mm. as well. And although you're not aware of why Tegan's leaving until it happens, mm. it's when you go back and rewatch it, you can see everything being put into place. Very much so. You can see her losing her yeah. faith the further there's, on it goes. Mm, just there's just getting fed up with the whole thing. So mm. much death around yeah. her. Mm. And there's um, a presenter from Play School in it, isn't I there? I think so, yes. Yes, yes. And mm. Chloe Ashcroft. Yeah. <laughs> this is the it. prison. Yeah, I don't know how convinced I was with her performance but her death scene yeah. it, it lived with me there's a couple of screams in mm. uh, Doctor Who Bonnie Langford obviously <laughs> uh, but her in particular and also one of the big finishes which was uh, Colin Baker getting tortured in Project Lazarus no, I think so, yeah. it, it's that mm. scream beyond a normal scream mm. you know squealing like a pig <laughs> <laughs> you know that's <laughs> really <laughs> squeal <laughs> yeah. no one leave me alone with this man <laughs> oh but I bought my toys <laughs> I had a problem with Carol Ashcroft Chloe Ashcroft mm. when I watched it the first time because I had memories of her being in play school yeah. Big but yeah. we saw it again <laughs> yeah. the other week and no problem at all because no yeah. I, yeah. I just can't yeah. remember play school anymore <laughs> I loved the set design of Resurrection as well mm. Mm. Um, yeah. all the ships mm. and, and mm. the warehouse in fact I don't remember much from the transmission apart from the scream and a Dalek falling out the warehouse oh yeah, yeah. that was brilliant yeah. but I do remember the set design <laughs> for yeah. some reason a similar thing happens with Terror of the Vervoids I don't remember <laughs> anything about it but I remember the bland sets that's <laughs> the doctor that comes nasty in the duct <laughs> No, but it's what I tell you. Scream, I'll scream. All right, talking of which, Colin. Yes. Right, Colin Baker. Best episode ever, and for one reason, Uh, is Mark of the Rani. Oh, yeah, it's good. Because of the tree. (laughs) (laughs) That is all I have to say. (laughs) Not the Rani's TARDIS, that beautiful console. None of that's interesting. The tree. No, that's secondary to the tree. Okay. Gene. Well, there was so much to choose from me. I was actually tempted to go for the two doctors because Mm -hmm. it's got Fraser eyes, his legs. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh dear. I know. Oh, I'm having a moment. <laughs> but. I'll miss from there too, I believe. But I went for Revelation of the Daleks. Oh, good choice. Ooh. 
Um, it's it's quite dark. It's yep. quite funny. It's actually got more humour in, but it is dark humour. Well, they <laughs> are all dead. It's, it is cut, <laughs> yeah, but it, it is cut, it is almost that mortuary humour that yeah, you know right, exists. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was quite an interesting idea the way it, it did build. You weren't the, the the plot wasn't revealed straight away. You didn't walk into it knowing what it was. It, it was, was one big like, you know, trap in the end. Yes, wasn't it was. It? Yeah. yeah, I just like the look of it and the feel of it, and I just think it was one of the the, the better ones. And if you'd taken him out that stupid costume, I, <laughs> I think you yeah. know you would, yeah. you would look at it slightly different. I think everything in Collins' era is tainted. unfortunately for him Very tainted ancient. by what they yeah. made him wear and yeah. how they made him play it. Mm. But I found that, that one, I got he, I got the feeling he, he got to be a little bit more the Doctor he wanted to play, not the Doctor JNT wanted him to play. For only half the story there. <laughs> yes, yes, but did you get to see it there for a moment? I liked the unexpected snow. I think that was a very different setting for a Doctor Who story. Mm, Apart yeah. from Claws of Axos, that yeah. was intermittent yeah. snow. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, that adds yeah. to the story. No, no, I also need a Dalit to balance up the Cybermen. So. Yeah. <laughs> You've got William Gaunt in there as well. Yes, yeah. 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 yeah Eleanor uh, Braun. Good cast yeah. and yeah. Uh, just, just good looking. Enjoyable. Uh, I've gone for Mind Warp. Oh. Would have been easy to go for Varos, because yeah. you know, that's the one everyone go for. I adore Nabil Shaban yeah. playing yeah. Seal. Um, I suppose I sort of prefer his performance in Varos because of the uh, problem with his voice translator. But it's one of those stories where, as a viewer, you're not quite sure whether you can trust the lead yeah. character anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sort of pits him against his own companion at different points. Hmm. And doesn't I, end well for her, does yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I wasn't expecting that end. God, I, no. I never, I can never tire <laughs> of that end. It never ceases to shock me. It's one of the most powerful. What the? F- yeah, <laughs> it, protect it, me. It, I am your lord <laughs> and my. She's got no end. <laughs> <laughs> that the production as a whole really comes together. You've got some uh, good set design, some sturdy sets. You, well, you have to when Brian mm. blesses yeah. billowing his yeah. way around. Brian blesses shouting. You have. Oh, I know this is sad, but you have a, a particular corridor used from the Alien film, oh, yeah. then yeah. reused for mm. Hitchhiker's TV yeah. series, and yeah. then it shows up here, and it's just so recognisable. <laughs> with all the lights effects, even with the, the lighting turned down, you know that that's the Alien Hitchhiker's Corridor, <laughs> and they use it as much as they can, because yeah. they paid for it. <laughs> and uh, I, I love the fact that the, the door to Crozier's laboratory cost more than Perry's uh, Nicola Bryant's wages for the whole <laughs> yeah. story yeah. but yeah it's just that final scene that impact and just the the, the, the shock on the doctor's face mm. you know that, that final end it's terrible and it, it was a shame it was undone right at the end yeah. of the ultimate say, do you, do you um, we've bitched in the past about um, the brilliance of Doomsday being completely ruined Absolutely. This, this was is, an early this was example the of that. Example, yeah. yeah. Mm. This was uh, an instance where JNT should have sort of kept his mouth shut yeah. in the politest possible way. Yeah. It just ruined everything that came before it. Yeah. I mean, there's some people say, "Oh, well, you can't trust what the master says at all," but he shouldn't have even said it. You know, yeah. it should have should be dead and bold. This is <laughs> in her grave. Yeah. <laughs> and in trial, you can't trust the master. You can't trust the Valiard and. You can't trust mind warp because it's never clear about what you're watching, yeah. whether this is manipulated evidence to catch the Doctor mm. out or, or whether this is the truth. And even the Doctor's not quite sure. OK, so McCoy. Sorry, it must be very boring here. Me too. Yeah. 
Remembrance. Remembrance. Mm-hmm. Remembrance. It's just genius from beginning to end. And it had one of those funky-ass time controller things. <laughs> oh, yes. And we kept going in the um, the lighting shop in Crawley after it was on and sort of... Oh, yes! Controller <laughs> <laughs> activated! Get out of the shop or buy it! <laughs> Who didn't do that? <laughs> Who doesn't still do that when they see one of those? My yeah. favourite trick with those plasma lamps is when you've got someone staying, around, staying around your house with uh, maybe a slight moustache. Mm. If you put your hand on it and touch your nail to their moustache, they get a shock. Yes! That's a wake-up call. But, yeah, I thought there was some wonderful dialogue in this. I thought the story was strong. Mm-hmm. Um, Sophie Aldred got to be particularly ace all the way through it. Yes. Yeah. Only um, a second televised story, yeah, too. Think... Yeah. Good yeah. use of continuity. Doctor Who's own continuity yeah. exactly. as well. Yes. Even the um, the bit on the TV I didn't find nauseating. Yeah. The doctor, you, you know, the doc usually when, when they say Doctor Who and that, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Especially seems like it's the wrong time of the day. Yeah. No, no, well, they said it was quarter past five, which yeah. was correct, but it was on in the morning. Because yeah. she, <laughs> just got, she just yeah. got up. But who cares? Um, I loved the references to Quite mass. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, the rocket group. I love yeah. the fact that they they hinted at the the casual race racism mm. of the time, mm-hmm. but Ace was wise enough to realise that you know she couldn't call them on it because she wasn't of the time period, so she mm. let it go. Yeah. And I loved the references to the old money. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have to say that was one of my two choices, yeah. but I've recently sat down and watched all of Sylvester McCoy's in order. You have, Ooh, yes. yes. So one of the ones that was my first choice has now even become more of my first choice. Can we guess? Go on. Silver Nemesis? No. Battlefield. <laughs> yes. Battlefield, mm. of course, yeah. Yes. It's Anselin. Well, apart from the fact it's got Anselin, which is <laughs> my first car. It's the soundtrack, isn't no, it? No, it's the last time we see the Brigadier and it's the last time we Ooh. saw Bessie. Yeah. 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 Not counting any uh, dimensions in time, anyway. Yeah, no, yeah. but within true stories yeah. in, in its own environment, it's... It's one of those ones that... I love the Arthurian legend that's mm. running through it, and it actually gets the Arthurian legend right. Um, I like the fact that it played around with time in that they all knew he was Merlin. He doesn't know he's yeah, going yeah. to be mm. Merlin. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, and now when you look at it, also, is he going to become Merlin? Is that how he's going to end up being frozen in time by Morgana? We mm. don't know yet, because no. she puts him in the ice cave and that hasn't happened. I like the fact that this one also hinted they were building up to the Doctor being more than just the Time Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on this one, you've got the whole thing when Morgana states starts to make contact with her son, the Doctor picks up on it through the scabbard because he can feel... Yeah. He doesn't need to be near the TARDIS to actually feel the splits through time and to communicate through time, where they're building the character up to be this bit more. The Brig is absolutely <laughs> brilliant in it. Yeah. Um, Not Bambera. Oh, well, see, I like the whole bit between Bamber and Anselin and the establishing their credentials, <laughs> credentials and yeah. that kind of stuff. It's all right. um, Unbelievable, though. Oh, totally. <laughs> no officer in the British Army would do that. <laughs> totally. Flies through time in a box. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, the fact that Ace could have become a, a, a bit of redundant character in this. They actually gave, gave you a double Ace, so to yeah. speak, mm. to actually to play off of that. And I just... 
just thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, the fact that Sophie almost paid with her life for making the story. But yeah, I mean, at the time I loved it because it was an Arthurian legend one and it was a good romp. But looking back on it now, I say watching it literally only a few weeks ago, just the whole thing about this was the last big story. Yeah. Mm. Um, add something else to it. So yeah, I'd say definitely... It, it was his last battlefield. <laughs> That's it, yeah. well, Did you watch the re-edited version on the DVD, the special edition? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're purists. <laughs> I, thought, I may do when I go back to watch it a second time again, but no, one goes for the pure copy, wall-to-wall. <laughs> well, that's it, I mean, if it was the Brigadier's last story, I mean, it adds a certain sense of poignancy to it as well. That's so. it, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was a favourite the first mm. time, man, and then watching it again, it's, it's added that whole mm. extra layer to it. I'm afraid I've gone predictable. It's Remembrance of the yeah, Darling. Yeah. Yeah. If it like were for Gene, it would be 6 out of 6. That's typically you. Yes. Uh, I remember it mainly because they didn't have a mo- model shuttle. Oh, yes. They actually yeah. built the prop mm. and lowered it from That's a so crane. Yeah. 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 Yes. Also, and then made them run around it. And it yeah, it. yeah. Lift it up, lift it down. Smoke machines. <laughs> and uh, the, the best thing about this story was that I was eight when it came on and it was set yeah. in a school. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I'd been out quite late that night. I'd been to my dad's band practice and he'd recorded it. And um, so we watched that about midnight on a school <laughs> night, <laughs> practically falling asleep, hand, you know, yeah. hand in my hands, just sort of nodding asleep. And that cliffhanger of episode one, yes. I took yeah. that to sleep with me. And although I, I was scared, it wasn't scary nightmares, no. it was exciting. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mention anything at school until lunchtime when it was the talk of the lunch <laughs> area. I mean, just everyone was talking about it. And so that was the moment. That yeah. story converted me from a casual viewer to a Doctor Who fan. <laughs> I have a photograph of me in that very corridor that Sophie's running down, being exterminated by two Daleks with smoke and that everywhere from the convention that was held in there. There were some big Dalek explosions yeah. in this story. This yeah. what I, most thing I remember is the Rambo Dalek. Rambo Dalek, Dalek. Rambo yes. Dalek. Yeah. Setting off yeah. the alarms. Yeah. Yeah. If you watch the, um, the, out, the outtakes, yeah. you can hear, um, OK, ready? All that. Okay, action. Vadoom. And then you see these faces here of the gates. And the Daleks have lost their balls. They have. Okay, McGann. Well, I went through the vast catalogue of stories of his I have watched and listened to. Yep. And counted and counted again and realised it's just one <laughs> so I got to go for the big damn movie, yeah, TV movie. even yeah. though it was pretty damn poor yeah. Yeah, but he got his, it, the doctor got his first kiss he did yeah. bless him and That's Grace it. was pretty cool and some of the effects were wonderful Love. and Sylvester McCoy got a decent death um, the TARDIS yeah, it was okay. The stupid ruler pinging against a desk sound was annoying. <laughs> the Japanese kid was annoying. Mm. Eric Roberts was annoying. <laughs> oh, terrible. Um, well, a... Loved the Eye of Harmony, though. Mm. Um, loved uh, Grace's death and the TARDIS bringing her back to life. Oh, really? and I don't care if you didn't like that, because I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the death, not the coming back. <laughs> yeah. I think, where Roberts is concerned, if you watch it, you can tell the very moment when the cheque cleared his bank account. Because uh, <laughs> that's when he stops acting. Mm. Yeah. But... 
Ben. I do so like to make an entrance. <laughs> Hated the um, the way the Daleks were squeaky s- and were, well, were in it, were in oh, it yeah. at all. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. oh, loved the effect where he um where time is bending and he pushes against the window. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. that was Hollywood yeah. cool. budget there. Uh, yeah. CGI. And my favourite line in the whole thing was when he was talking about Madame Butterfly and oh. said, "Oh, Puccini took it took two days to write it. It was so sad." <laughs> <laughs> My favourite line from that film is where he hits the uh, the fire alarm and Grace says, why did you do that? And he says, liven things up! Yeah. Because <laughs> it needed it. Now, ugly sort of things like, you know, the going through the mirror is nice. It did have... It, it was nice that Sylvester was given the opportunity to regenerate. Yeah. 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 Um, Quite a mistake, probably, in retrospect, for story. More gurning than regenerating. <laughs> yeah. But I think he wanted to do it to get closure on the yeah. character. Yeah. yeah it's it, good for it, us was, fans. it was nice to get that. Um, also, loved the bit with the police officer on the motorbike. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's about, oh, no, 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 no. The, the bit where um, the doctor oh, is oh, going to steal the motorbike. And yeah, yeah the, poli- he pulled, the police officer pulls his gun and Grace says, No, no, he's British. And you could see the police officer like oh crikey I don't know how to deal with that (laughs) (laughs) there was nice bits in it that still made it her apart from the tires the the nicking the motorbike and the motorbike racing a good old doctor thing Um, (laughs) I actually quite liked Paul McGann in it yeah I'd like to have seen that actually go a bit further yeah more of him as the doctor than a bit confused Mm. and dazed coming around towards the end of it after he got over the regeneration shock and that you kind of started to see the spark of something yeah. that would actually be quite good. Um, so, whilst I'm not upset that it didn't become an American franchise, I am mm. a bit upset that he wasn't given the opportunity to do a bit well, more of it. Thanks, a big finish. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I, I recommend yeah. listening to a couple of the big finishes because it's, it's more McGann yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it might not be brilliant, but it's not that bad either. No. You know, where he pulls no. the wire out of his heart. That's <laughs> all. Yeah. 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 So angry. The best thing for me was the actual build up to it It was the series had stopped we mm. had nothing and then all of a sudden it was just advertised mm. everywhere we're making this film this is the TARDIS set it's about time yeah. <laughs> I have to say next year is the TARDIS set it really is a precursor to Eccleston's TARDIS oh, yeah. they yeah. actually got rid of the white closed in well, area it suddenly became a bigger room mm, and that yeah. kind of thing uh, also uh, it's something that hasn't been mentioned uh, but I've managed to get hold of the soundtrack and the music for it is mm. more like the New Adventures music it's radically different it's a full orchestra yeah oh yeah you know yeah. the incidental New Who-ish yeah, yeah. yeah definitely yeah. yeah New Who does take quite a few cues from it in yeah. different ways yeah I've gone for Chimes of Midnight Chimes of ah, Midnight yeah. Yeah. Good one. I Good tried one. to find yeah. another favourite I was uh, you know toying with the idea of the last but I just know this story so much better it's, yeah. it's a really dark Christmas setting uh, it's almost partly a ghost story. Mm. You're not quite sure wh- where the possession is coming from. Some of the best cliffhangers <laughs> ever in Doctor Who are yeah. in Chimes of Midnight. Yeah. And I've actually made sure I've, I've got a quote, and I may have misquoted it. Yeah, it's perfectly obvious to me that Frederick drove the car in here, run himself over with it, then parked it neatly back outside before returning indoors and expiring. Who's the author? Um, uh, Rob Shearman. Rob yeah, Sherman, Rob yeah. I ha- I don't enjoy Robert Schumann's stuff, but that plays to his strengths. Yeah. You know the uh, the characters 
changing for the sake of the plot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, most most stories are are, are character driven, but yeah. this one is definitely plot driven. And mm. Rob's the first person to say, you know, he he needs to know how far to go. He needs to know the episode yeah. lengths because the more he writes, the darker it will get, and the yeah. more they'll have to reel him in. Yeah. But I do like most of mm-hmm. Rob Shearman's plays. It's it's very difficult to pick his plays. But Chimes of Midnight definitely a favourite. Okay. Eccleston. Empty child. Spooky. Everybody lives. <laughs> kind of. Kid was not annoying. Was no. remarkably cute. And <laughs> bloody terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> It's that lack of face, isn't it? It is. Mm. Um, Rose deciding to hang from a barrage balloon for no <laughs> readily, apparently. Yeah, that was a bit weird, but okay. <laughs> the introduction of Captain, Captain Jack. Jack. Yes. <laughs> yep. The, the, the dancing on an invisible spaceship in front mm. of uh, Big Ben. During the blitz. Really stylish. Yeah. Rose's complete inability to remember that she's a 21st century woman and doesn't have to act like a yeah. completely ditzy, lovelorn bint. <laughs> Richard Wilson's transformation. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. oh yes. Mm. Oh, yes. The whole transformation. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking the bone noises and all. Yes. And uh, the character of Nancy was very, very interesting. Loved it. Mm. Well, I was going to join you in that one, but I've gone for a different one. The Unquiet Dead. It was old-fashioned Who. It was a a new series of Doctor Who. We'd had Eccleston and and McGann and... Eccleston, sorry. And to me, The Unquiet Dead could have had Tom Baker in it. Yeah. It could have had Pete Dave. It was Mm. a Doctor Who story rather than... Based around him yeah. and the characters, this could have come straight out of Tom Baker's era. Yeah. And it, it had a cliffhanger. It had a cliffhanger. It was just yep. an old fashioned Doctor Who yep. story. Ghosts and zombies all in one yeah. episode. Mm. Yep. Yeah. 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 And if you think about it, it's sort of like poor man's talents of Wang Chang. I've also gone for The Empty Child, <laughs> yeah. and it was purely because I loved the World War II setting. Yeah. I wasn't quite sure how dark it was going to go when I realised it was set in World War II, because obviously there's a lot of things you probably wouldn't want to cover yeah. in a mm. Doctor Who story but no it was very good and also the, the shooting at night mm. all mm. that night filming just added to mm. the atmosphere and yeah as uh, Karen said the, uh, the, the child <laughs> with no <laughs> eyes to, to, mm. it was just very very creepy and uh, a really good cliffhanger as well okay Tenant mm. right I'm basing this on my reaction at the time mm-hmm. so I've got to go with Doomsday 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 absolutely brilliant and any story that could have the effect it had on the small children of the country who were left (laughs) sobbing at the end (laughs) and not just the small children of the country (laughs) it was it was a brilliant um farewell for rose which as we've discussed at length before was later completely ruined but at the time it was was I the only person in the country going, oh my God, thank you, she's gone. (laughs) At at the time, I think it it was the best um, final story for a companion that I'd ever seen. It was only later beaten by uh, Donna's exit. I'd just like to say, this is not war, this is pest control. (laughs) Yes, that was lovely laughing. (laughs) I've gone for 42. 42, really? 42, really? Yes. (laughs) Nobody believes you, right? I really enjoy it. it. It's one of those ones I find myself on occasion. Fancy what? 
I watched 42. <laughs> I just, there's something about the story. I enjoy the story. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's takes not, place in real time. It, as well. Yeah, it takes place. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, you know, there's no mucking about timey wimey stuff. It's just a good adventure story from beginning to end. Um, there's no hidden meanings about it. There's no carrying an overarch story through it. There's no romances going on between. There's the assistant, there's the doctor, and lots there's of a sweating. ship. In trouble, yeah. and they got to solve it, and he gets nobbled in the event, but he solves it, and that kind of stuff. I did like Martha ringing her mum for the answers yeah, to the questions. questions. <laughs> I mean, that was the only yeah. little bit. You had a tiny little bit with Martha's mum with Mr. Saxon's brigade sitting in a kitchen mm. kind of star, but it's just an old-fashioned romp of a story, and I think that's what I enjoyed about it. It also had elements of Planet of Evil in it, didn't it? Did it? About touch. harvesting yeah. a planet Plan- or a sun and not being able to escape until you've returned Turned everything it that you've and stolen. And it, it, yeah. it looked dark and grungy. It looked like it was on a spaceship. and The look was certainly excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I-, I just, yeah. I think what's small cast, very compact. Possessed and, I think what spoiled mm, that yeah. episode for me, and I don't know if it was the same for Keith, but we'd been to see a film called uh, Sunshine. Sunshine. Oh, which oh, yes. was the yeah. biggest similar. load of pap going. Yes. <laughs> it was, oh, it was pretentious claptrap. Yeah. And I was reminded of that, so perhaps that coloured my yeah. perception of this episode. I have to mm. watch it again. I've gone for Tooth and Claw. Tooth and Claw. Oh, yes. That's, that's a good one. I enjoyed yes. that one. Yes. Uh, I, the first time I saw this, uh, I was in a room full of people, a lot of them not Doctor Who fans, but a lot of them werewolf fans. <laughs> so there was a lot riding on this episode mm-hmm. because I have to say I'm pretty disappointed with werewolves in yeah. films and on mm-hmm. television, uh, particularly old films. They don't age well. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I was absolutely blown away by Tooth and Claw, the CGI, and everyone enjoyed that story. Mm. There, there were some kids with me as well, so we had people of all ages, and mm. everyone was just glued to the screen. And also you have Pauline Collins returning. Oh, good grief. Yes. Setting up, talk, obviously, fresh from uh, Faceless Ones. Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> straight, straight out. Straight, straight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And obviously setting up Torchwood for, the, yeah. for that series as well. But yeah, yeah, a good atmosphere. Again, all shot at night. Mm. Lots of moon. And, yeah. the run- and, and the running joke of asking her if she's amused. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 <laughs> and that, I think that I didn't particularly like New Earth, the, the first tenth episode yeah. after the Christmas invasion but there's a lot of you could see how the tenth doctor was going to go when he pulls the books from the library you know this is the mm. best arsenal we could have you know it's, yeah. uh, I think I've mentioned on the commentary the uh, the bits that I like when he gets the ideas and it's yeah. a sudden explosion mm, he can't yeah. talk fast enough because he's got <laughs> this bursting with these various ideas yeah you know when you mishear a lyric in a song what, and it, wherever you go you p- take, take a piece, a piece of, of meat, meat with, with me yes yeah. <laughs> and it kind of ruins the song for you yes there's a line in tooth and claw that even though they got billy piper to redub it i still hear her saying when, when they're in the cellar and they're having to pull the chain away from the wall oh, yeah. Yeah. the first time that was shown I thought she said, you too, you lazy shit. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently it did sound an awful lot like that Mm. and they got her to redub it, but... It still sounds like she's saying that to me. Your lady shit. Ah. That's <laughs> it's that it's that awful South East London, you see. <laughs> but that's just that one scene now. I, I'm giggling when it's meant to be kind of stressful. Mm, yeah. Okay, and finally, Matt Smith. Again, this is based on my reaction to the episode at the time. 
and it's Vincent and the Doctor. Yeah, yeah the giant chicken. It was just brilliant, and yeah. the interpretation of depression was sensitively handled mm. and very realistically handled. Yeah. The whole Amy and Vincent, you know, thing uh, storyline they had yeah. going on was beautiful. That scene of Karen Gillan sitting amongst the sunflowers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. just ridiculously pretty. <laughs> 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 yeah. And he doesn't particularly like sunflowers because they're always difficult to paint. And the fact that Amy's been with the Doctor for quite a while by then but she's still convinced that she can change the future uh-huh. and the, the look of just despair on her face when they got to the museum and Nothing Bill Nye was yeah. doing mm. the whole and yeah. he committed suicide at the age of 37. Yeah. My favourite scene of the whole thing is when the Doctor and Amy take Vincent to the yeah. museum so yeah. you can uh-huh. see what his life mm. will be. That was yeah. just wonderful. He's so done. moved, isn't he? Oh, limp c- Professor c- Black. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's there, who then straightens his bow tie. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, the, the bit at the end where he dedicated the sunflower to Amy. Yeah. And I've checked mm. online. I've checked. I've Googled it. It, it, does, it doesn't say it doesn't Amy. Say it just yeah. says Vincent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But no, from beginning to end, and I don't care that the monster looked a bit silly. Even no. that was moving, the fact that it was just a trapped creature. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was just a wonderful episode. I like the fact that Vincent could see she was crying, even though she didn't know she was yeah. crying because yeah. of the loss of all as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, Vincent was one of my choices. Victory of the Daleks was one of my oh, other no. choices. Oh, no. No. Yes. Uh, no, I can see that. Yeah, it's yes, the humour bit of it, yeah. yes. Yeah. 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 Would you like a um, cup of tea? Yes, <laughs> but of course it has to be Doctor's Wife. Doctor's Wife, thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I got that. The only really decent mm. Matt Smith episode. No, there that. have been many. <laughs> I've gone for Time of Angels, Flesh oh. and Stone. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah, one. One. one of the most confusing cliffhangers I've ever experienced. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure what was going on at the episode end of episode one. Yeah. It's uh, a, an angel story, but with the Doctor in it you know and it's a yeah. two-parter yeah. Yeah. but uh, everything hinges on that one scene where the angel moves for the first time when uh, mm. Karen Gillan can't keep her eyes open mm. and she's falling over and working away through Ooh. the forest oh yeah that was that, that no. first time like that will live with me forever yeah. see I really like that this no. lot don't no that, that was creepy yeah. and uh, also again it was all shot at night in a yeah. forest yeah. Yeah. this yeah. wasn't yeah. a studio and um, there was also bits of dust that were catching on the, the lights that they'd mm. added in, adding to all the atmosphere and that, and the, the, the approaching the crack in time. Mm. All of that. What did you but, think of the whole um, Amy thinking she was turning to stone and the doctor biting her? Space teeth. <laughs> very funny. Big space teeth. <laughs> It's very yeah. well done where she was rubbing her eyes and all oh, God, yeah. 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 I think if they just got that wrong slightly, um, it would have gone mm. in her eye. And the whole river song, you, me, handcuffs. <laughs> yeah. Must it always end this way? <laughs> Is river song your wife? Yes, I am being grumpy. (laughs) (laughs) Am I right in thinking the end of this story is where the Doctor takes Amy home and she just leaps on him? Yeah. 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 I don't quite understand... To this day, I don't understand it. Why was that? Was she just pleased to be alive or was she fruiting? I think that's what they were aiming for, but I I, I thought it was really odd. You could obviously see that the second episode was under running. (laughs) (laughs) Let's chuck some sex in! (laughs) So that's that... 
That's yeah. the entire that's, podcast. We will yeah. do more. We, that's taking about an hour. That or more. Really we have yeah. just taken tell up us, the entire podcast. Tell us what you think, though, listeny people. Send us your favourite things and stuff at show. At Staggering Stories. Dot. Net. We've got enough people to do the whole of this. Right, you've done your bit. Bugger off. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Right, they've been writing to us again. Have they? They have. Lovely people. We've heard from David Banner. Hello, Hello, David Banner. He says, good evening all. He's a black boy. around the table shaking your hands. So, hello hissy, hello prissy, hello kissy, hello sissy, and hello him. (laughs) (laughs) Who's who? Yeah, who's who? Bugger off. (laughs) Right then. Come here. Will you stop kissing people? (laughs) Right then, about the worst stories... I've thought long and hard about this, and of course any suggestion is coloured by what you have read over the years and been told by other people. So I have tried to forget what everyone else has said and base my suggestions entirely on my own experiences. So here goes. Dr. One. The chase. Reasons. Bumbling Dalek. Dalek unable to kill robots. Big round silver thing that speaks something but not in any understandable language. (laughs) Ian dances. Terrible blinky plonk music. (laughs) Two. War games. Excessive padding. My wife had kittens when I told her it was ten episodes. <laughs> My wife had kittens when I told her I wanted to listen to the commentary. Oh, <laughs> Fridge magnets. Terrible beards. Mm. It took me longer to watch the thing than it did to read the book. <laughs> yeah, Three. The demons. Oh. Has the mm. best opening episode of any serial. Then it realises it cannot match it with the other episodes. <laughs> it goes downhill quicker than a bobsleigh. Oh. He's doing the worst episodes. Were we supposed to be doing the worst or the best? <laughs> We've done our worst. Man clothed in newspaper. Oh, yes. Why only use one page? <laughs> Master's glasses. Surely can, he can afford to buy some rather than use the NHS. <laughs> when this was first shown in colour on BBC Two, I was at work and I had and I got home to find the video had chewed up my tape. Oh, oh. scotch tape as well, which cost a lot more. Do you remember their slogan? Re-record, not fade away. <laughs> <laughs> Re-record, the not doctor fade being away. tied up in maypole ribbons, so the action doctor stands still long enough for them to dance around him. Just bend over and bop them. With a maypole. Four. Destiny of the Daleks. This was my very first story. We had been on a camping holiday that summer to Swanage. We used to go there. And one of the local (laughs) tourist spots was some square caves. When we got there, we were told that they had been used that year in filming Doctor Who. Now, to my eight-year-old mind, that was one of the most exciting things ever. (laughs) That I was standing somewhere that was going to be on the telly-welly. Wows! (laughs) Well, on a Saturday night, all the family used to go round my nan's and I told my uncle what we'd seen on holiday. So he turned the dial on the black and white telly, welly <laughs> and wows. Oh, do you remember dials? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. There was Doctor Who running around the caves we'd been to. <laughs> and he was stuck under a polystyrene rock reading a book, not taking it seriously. What a letdown. My uncle had turned over from Buck Rogers for this. <laughs> having been watching Blake 7 before having seen Doctor Who, Doctor Who was so so silly and not funny. Play away was by miles more funny. (laughs) Silver dreadlock wigs. I tried watching episode two a week later at Nan's and Doctor Who made a joke about the Daleks not being able to climb. I left the room to go to the kitchen to sit on my mum's lap and eat my tea with a glass of green pop that my Nan had got from the pot man. It tasted better when I donged my salt and vinegar crisps in it. (laughs) I did not watch Doctor Who again. Well, not until Tom Baker left and they showed the five faces season. Even now, the fourth Doctor is my least favourite. 
Kinder. I had just turned 11 when this was on and was watching Doctor Who because I had loved all creatures great and small. And my favourite character, Tristan Farnham, was now the Doctor. And I did not have a clue what was going on. <laughs> yeah. That man from That's Life. Yeah. We were at my aunt's house for the second week and they turned it over because the bits in Tegan's head were upsetting my younger cousin. I did not mind. I could get back to reading my new Famous Five book, which was rather more exciting. <laughs> you call that building with cardboard? I could do better myself. No, Nissa. I quite like Nissa. She's like a clever version of Anne from the Famous Five. <laughs> Are we sure he's a Doctor Who fan and not just some random person that's writing into us? Doctor number six, Vengeance on Varos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After attack, this was just dull, dull and duller. Male nudity. I'm 14. I do not want a male nudity. The teacher I hated, Mr Dickin, said in science that he watched Doctor Who. How dare he? The target book cover. Not very good. Not enough Perry. I'm 14. I want more Perry. <laughs> Time and the Rani, Paradise Towers. Mm. Eight weeks of torture. <laughs> we were on holiday for the first episode of Time. The campsite we were on had a youth barn, so I took up the courage to change the channel over to watch Doctor Who. Oh. Imagine my shame. There I was, 16 years old, with my peers around me, watching Time and the Rani. The horror is too great to speak about. My parents had bought a video recorder. These were the first stories I taped. The only stories I had to watch over and over again. I was at work when Paradise Tower's book came out. I walked into town on my lunch break and brought it, intending to keep it in the bag and put it in my drawer in my desk. My boss was sitting in my chair when I got back and seeing the bookshop bag asked me what I bought. I had no choice but to open the bag. The office went quiet. (laughs) The look from the bookshop staff when I bought the book. I said it was for my younger brother. I don't even have a younger brother. (laughs) It is too painful to recall anymore. This is Toby Haydock in disguise. (laughs) Eight, The Blue Angel, BBC book. Paul Mars. I'm sure he's a good person, but my heart sank when I saw his name. The plot. What, what is it? <laughs> I'm told that this is a good book. Why don't I see it? At the back of the book is a list of questions. I don't understand. I feel so small for not understanding. <laughs> if someone please help me. It's put me off Doctor Who books for months. Ooh. Nine. Long game. That bloke who I believe was on a soap, which is, of course, the lowest form of telly-welly, in their right mind watches that kind of dribble. (laughs) Who told him he could act? That bloke who I believe was on a soap. Why did no one shave his eyebrow into two? (laughs) That bloke who I believe was on a soap. The opening probe entry thing, definitely in the wrong place. I noticed the running theme. (laughs) That bloke who I believe was on a soap. That shirt he wore, just wrong. Not enough bounce. (laughs) Maxwell Martin, wonderful bounce action, Ah. but why couldn't the camera linger a bit more? (laughs) Last of the Time Lords. The trailer was amazing for this. The trailer ended up being the better part of the show. (laughs) Why have two actors who are right at their peak of their powers and not let them work alongside each other? I mean, come on. Sim versus Tenant, and oh look, we only see them hug each other. Bah! (laughs) Elf Doctor. No, 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 and twice, no. The Doctor turns into a god. 
It would have looked better if he had worn the birdcage on top of his head. <laughs> then there would have been a reason for him flying with his arms outstretched. <laughs> RTD, I love you. I really do. Well, that's a lie. Of course, I don't love you. How could I when I've never met you or know you? I only know you through your interviews and writing. But in case you ever listen to this, I want you to know that it is not personal. It is just my own feelings and emotions after watching. But by golly, this is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Once my telly willy's magic button's broken, no matter what numbers I pushed, the channel always turned tuned into ITV2. In the end, I turned the plug off. I'm sorry, but I am not letting my telly willy show, show ITV. I have standards. <laughs> so my wife suggested we play Monopoly to get out of reading the production subtitles on the War Games <laughs> So she phoned my brother-in-law and his wife round to play. So there we were, sitting opposite each other, him a corporate director, to me miffed at only getting ITV2 music from the good, the bad and the ugly playing in the background so I thought I'll get you for taking money out of my bank forcing me to pay rent for my ta- for tatty small houses and making me stay in hotels I don't want to stay in why can't I park my car outside you see he always wins but not this time oh no I had a plan I bought every, one of every colour a railway station and a utility company and watch Jim, yes. Point of order. <laughs> yes. What has this to do? I really don't know. It's almost I'm as bad as your EastEnders. I'm rats. hoping I get to it eventually. Okay. <laughs> so we turn into a counselling <laughs> session. <laughs> then sat back and watched him as he deals with his wife and sister to buy their streets after an hour's play. After a few more goes around the board, the offer of a deal came my way. No, I said. My sister-in-law looked at me. Another hour's of play. <laughs> I'm just going round the board. Another offer came my way. No, I said. My wife gave me a kick under the table and a stare. I gulped but held my nerve but by not looking at her. Another few go- more goes round the board and then my wife asked if anyone would like a drink. Before I could say no thanks, my brother-in-law and his wife said yes. My wife got up and putting her hand on my shoulder asked me to help her carry them in. I did not have time to fully prepare myself. I will not say what happened in the kitchen, but I did have to rearrange myself before I could go back to the table. But my spirit was not broken, even though other things were. <laughs> so when the game resumed and we'd gone, and gone round the board for another half hour, another offer came my way. I could feel my wife's shoes on my shins, my sister-in-law's eyes drilling into me. I raised my head, looked at my brother-in-law and, my mouth dry, whispered, No! What happened next happened so quickly it was all over in a blink of an eye. My brother-in-law lost it and the board with the pieces went flying high in the air and did not come down. Looking up I could see holes in my ceiling and the board sticking out of it. My brother-in-law looked cheapish. I said to him, you quit then? He just just nodded and there I was, the winner at long last. (laughs) Why am I telling you this? Why, even though I had to replaster the ceiling and endure my wife's looks and comments for the next few months, I had more fun and pleasure than when when I watched Last of the Time. (laughs) You've got issues. You've got big, big issues. Why is this guy a Doctor Who fan? I forgot it was feedback. Eleven. (laughs) The Big Bang. Amy dead. No, no, she's not dead. Rory. 
Harry dead? No, now he's not dead. The Doctor dead? No, now he's not dead. Well, no one stayed dead. <laughs> really incomprehensible gobbledygook. No, really, really incomprehensible gobbledygook. Can someone explain what happened, please? <laughs> and that's your lot. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this short email. <laughs> As I mused on my worst stories. Hope you're all fit and well. And please, have my best wishes. Salutations, David Banner. P.S. <laughs> Enjoyed your report from Gallifrey. It's nice to hear that Kathy Burke can still play Perry so well. <laughs> what? Yeah, thank you. You're a yeah. weird-ass kind of person. Yes, I've got one from Graham. Hello, Hello Graham. Hello, team. So a couple of addendums for Keith. Real classification. Mm. The eighth Doctor Big Finish story was Max Warp. Yes. yes. I think you referred to it as... Uh, maximum max thrust. Yeah, 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 I didn't even yeah. notice myself. Yeah, and it was not Abfab Jennifer Saunders in the Vicar of Dibley, but her often partner in crime, Dawn French. Yeah, don't yeah. worry, Keith. Just keep on taking <laughs> the dried frog pills, <laughs> Mr. Jelly, Mr. Jelly. <laughs> See the bursa in the Discworld's unseen university. Yeah. All the best. Mm. I. We have one here from Gordon Jones. Hello, Hello Gordon, Gordon Jones. Jones. He says, "Greeting, awesome podcasters." <laughs> I am ashamed to say that after Gallifrey 1, I have not exactly been listening as avidly as I may have promised. The reason being, A, I'm astoundingly busy with uni and various projects for Green Nothing Productions. I think that's allowed. And B, listening to a commentary of an episode I haven't yet seen, but might probably see sometime in the future, is something I'm fond of. Listening to all the Doctor Who role-playing news in episode 154 makes me regret how little time I have, (laughs) and how I've not been able to find a gaming group. With regards to my favourite episodes of Doctor Who for each Doctor, they are as follows. (laughs) William Hartnell, the Daleks. I love how malicious and mysterious the Doctor is in this story. <laughs> how perfect the villains are, although it's no secret, secret I love Daleks. How awesome and how badass every character in this story is. This is sci-fi Lord of the Rings. Patrick Troughton, The War Games. Bearing in mind I've not seen much two in his era, and I was watching it in one go with alcohol. <laughs> wow. Good combination. Yes. Mm. Yes, good combination. Good in this story, the second Doctor and his companions have the most wonderfully timey-wimey story ever, if you think about yeah. just how many eras are given a significant, significant amount of time, and the acting is fantastic. John Pertwee, Inferno. Oh. A mammoth story that explores really interesting concepts, has really cool moments and action with some nice comedy and character development. I would, however, pick the novelisation of the Silurians over this, but only the novelisation. Mm-hmm. Tombo, Genesis of the Daleks. I wanted to pick State of Decay for Adric, Romana, and Vampires because yeah. I really think Adric worked well against Tom, the genius man-child with an ego to match, <laughs> and the genius last survivor is race badass mathematician with an ego to match <laughs> unfortunately though Genesis is my fan uh, word sounding like wink regardless <laughs> of whether it's actually any good the fact is that it successfully reboots the Daleks and sets up the infinitely better remembrance of the Daleks means I have to look upon it most fondly <laughs> Peter Davison Castrovalva not because it's any good, but because it's the least dull story of his tenure. <laughs> Adric in this episode really shows how amazingly brilliant he is, even though he's not there throughout the story. Like the Seventh Doctor in Birthright, or Ten in Blink, he is what the story is about. With Fifth Doctor is mercifully exempt from his role of trying and failing to be the Doctor, courtesy of being not himself for most of it. And when he does pull through, he actually gets to be the clever hero. <laughs> 
Colin Baker, the tackle of the Simon. Sylvester McCoy, <laughs> the curse of Fenric. Yeah, that's a good okay. choice. Yes. Very good choice. This is the episode Sylvester gets the Doctor, and mm-hmm. it's the episode where Ace's story gets explored and given some closure. Mm-hmm. Fenric is the best villain ever. I want him back in a Dalek episode. Mm-hmm. I would just say, though, special movie cut. <laughs> <laughs> if we're including the Virgin New Adventures, which I am, and bearing in mind I've only read up to Book 31, St. Anthony's Fire, then number one is Book 16, Shadow Mind, a rather terrific thriller with hive mind creatures, organic machines, alien imposters, and the most alien and monstrous villain there's ever been in Doctor Who, to my knowledge. The Doctor and his companions are really put through the ringer. A fantastic story, best ever in my opinion. Number two is book number 24, No Future. Uh-huh. A delightful, yeah. grim, postmodern finale to five stories where the Doctor and his companions were tested beyond belief. I don't wish to spoil you, but it's written by yeah. Paul Cornell, and if you've read London Falling, you'll know how great it's likely to be. Number three is book 19, Blood Heat. The, story, the start of the story arch continued in No Future. This is fan... Word sounding like wink. Yep. <laughs> Turn to video nasty as the Doctor, Ace and Bernice arrive in an alternate 1993 where the third Doctor was killed in the first Silurian story after the virus has been released. It is bleak, very bleak, and its happy ending only makes it bleaker. It's probably the closest Doctor Who has come to literature in the sense of something of being something unpleasant you have to read because of how wonderfully written it is. Paul McGann, The Dying Days. Until I get round to reading The Eighth Doctor Adventures, this will have to do, as I don't like Big Finish. Christopher Eccleston, Dalek. <laughs> David Tennant, Midnight Because the Doctor's Put Through Hell. He doesn't win, and we don't even know what the monster is, or whether it's truly dead. Honourable mention to the Dead Planet for inspiring me to create the character of the Farsh Nuke. Matt Smith, The Big Bang. <laughs> kind of the opposite problem to Peter Davison. Too many good stories. Honorary mention to A Christmas Carol for flying sharks who aren't evil. <laughs> <laughs> Yours, Gordon Jones. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you, Thank you Gordon. Okay, I've got one here from Will. Hello, Will. Hi, guys. I just I, thought I'd okay. tell you about the reactions to Tomb of the Cybermen at my school's Doc 2 club. Oh. Oh, dear. Two of my friends watched. One enjoyed. The other didn't. Another played on his phone and used this meeting to eat his lunch. <laughs> and two girls talked to the way through about Twilight. Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> mm. It's too cheesy. It's in black and white. Oh. Why is that dude wearing a skirt? <laughs> well, some of the many negative reactions to the classic story I loved. As usual, loved your podcast, and I laughed a few too many times in school. Oops. So many that my friends are beginning to question my sanity. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd give you my least favourite TV shows of the last 13 years. Random, I know. Number one, Demons. Two, The Big Bang Theory. Aww. One of the most unfunniest things ever. Ooh. I'm so glad I didn't buy the DVD. Three, Shake It Up. Red. Just no, the worst program it. made by Disney. That's probably mm. why you haven't. Yeah, yeah I've never heard of it. Four, anything made by Cartoon Network. I listened to your Day of the Daleks review and I loved that story. I never knew the Ogron swore. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think yeah. I'm still waiting for the release of Nebulous Seasons 2 and 3. Aren't yes. we all? Yeah. Type to you later. Will. Thank you, Will. Thanks, yeah. Will. Okay, we have one here from Gareth. Hello, Hello, Gareth. Gareth. Son and father. Hello, everybody, and the head on a stick of Pertwee. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are my favourite stories, you're wondering? Well, since you ask, in order of Doctor, they are... One, The Chase. Yes, it's daft, but it always makes me smile. Two, The War Games. Just epic! <laughs> Three, Planet of the Daleks. <laughs> a mashup of Terry Nation's greatest hits, but adventure all the way, and the six episodes fly by. <laughs> Four, Talons of Wang. 
Yang Chiang. Brilliant storytelling, dialogue, acting and design. Five, a shock. Six, <laughs> a slight detour as the Six Doctors TV adventures aren't my favourite, so I'll go with either the comic strip Voyager yes. Oh, yeah. or yes, the audio good. The One Doctor. Seven, Remembrance of the Daleks. Eight, Chimes at Midnight or Chimes of Midnight. Yeah. Another audio, but it's great. Nine, Parting of the Waves. Ten, Human Nature. Eleven, A Christmas Carol. Can I also give a shout out for the series Continuum, a mm. Canadian time mm. travel show that has some good ideas and is well worth a look at. So thanks again for your great show and I'll send some more nonsense soon. Gareth. P.S. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping the new episodes are brilliant. I have a lengthy, long, humongous no, letter. Can you take it outside? <laughs> Under letter. From Adrian. Adrian. Dear team and fake Keith. Hey. <laughs> All is not lost. Oh. Love, Adrian. Well, that's nice to know. <laughs> and he has put a link up there, which up here, which I'm sure we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. And I think the reason for it is <gasps> yes, you've seen Twinkies. it. Twinkies. Uh, <laughs> com article, and the article is announced. Twinkies, Twinkies are, are coming, coming back. back. Hostess announces announces buyer for snake cake business. Snake cake? Snake cake? Maybe I should say snake cake. Snake cake? Snake cake? Suck out the venom. Get off my arm. This one's from Sandro, JF. Hello, Hello, Sandro, JF. Hello, Staggers. My favourite and least favourite Doctor Who stories. First Doctor, my favourite out of all the ones I've seen would have to be the Daleks, Invasion of Earth. Ah, My least favourite is Marco Polo. Where have you seen Marco Polo? (laughs) Yes, give it to us now. (laughs) I just didn't like the length of it and how dragged out each episode is. Saying that, I haven't read the Target novelisation, which is apparently better. Second and Third Doctor, I haven't really seen enough of these two Doctors to decide. Fourth Doctor, my favourite, or the one I would happily re-watch a number of times, is probably The Talons of Wang Chang. It's got to have won. Mainly because it introduces Jago and Lightfoot, who are probably my favourite ongoing Big Finish series. Yes. My least favourite, of course, is... The Horns of Naimon. Oh, yes. <laughs> fifth Doctor. I can't decide which is my favourite Fifth Doctor story, but my favourite two would have to be Urshock mm-hmm. and Black Orchid. The worst would have to be Four to Doomsday. Sixth Doctor. I've only seen about three Colin Baker stories, so I can't Ooh. really start putting them into categories just yet. Seventh Doctor. My favourite is probably Ghostlight. Yeah. yeah. The mm-hmm. worst is definitively Paradise. Towers. <laughs> really? 8th Doctor. Now, this is hard. I think my favourite would have to be the Doctor Who movie. And my worst <laughs> is probably the Doctor, Doctor Who, Who movie. 9th Doctor. Favourite, the Empty Child two-parter. Worst, mm-hmm. Slytherins two-parter. 10th <laughs> yeah. Doctor. Whenever I think of the 10th Doctor, for some reason, my mind gets overflowed with good and okay episodes and blocks out all the bad ones. <laughs> Anyway, my favourite is probably a mix between Christmas Invasion, Mm -hmm. the first episode of Season 3, Blink, and Mm -hmm. The Stolen Earth 2-parter. More will Mm -hmm. probably come 
to my wish list to this email being read out. My least favourite is 43. 43? 42. Well, I think he means 42, That's but he's got 43. Yeah. Yeah. This is the extended version. Director's cut. That's why he didn't like it, you see. <laughs> he's watching the wrong bloody episode. Yeah. <laughs> 11th Doctor. Favourite is probably the 11th hour, and worst is Curse of the Black Spot. Oh, but that had Pirate Amy in it. That was Yeah, fun. that was uh... In the meantime... Your very own El Presidente has invaded the latest episode of both Voyages in the TARDIS, tardisvoyages.webs.com, link will be put at the show notes, for a review of the lost Tom Baker, Douglas Adams story, Shada, and an improbable podcast, improbable website, dobswebs.com, links at the end of the show programme notes. <laughs> Joining me, you've been a bit of a podcast tart here or something. <laughs> well, I went on to do Shada and then time zone... Uh confusion that I ended up doing a different podcast and then came back a week later to do Sharda. Joining Reese and I for review of Half Life 2. Anyway this has been a long email so I shall take my leave and since everything seems to happen the opposite way I wished it to we'll not be sending any more feedback ever. Aww. <laughs> Sandro JF. Thank, Thank you Sandro. It's like a threat. Right. Uh, audio feedback is Reese. Reese. Hello Reese. Hello Reese. Hello team, it's Reese and uh, hello head of Pertwee and hello Nazi Spock and Dangerous Churchill and Graham. As I've got a question about Nazi Spock, yeah. is he the Leonard Nimoy version of Spock or is he the Zachary Quinto version of Spock? <laughs> because if he is the Leonard Nimoy version of Spock, shouldn't it be retired Nazi Spock? Actually, uh, being a Nazi, he should be retired anyway. Well, on the never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. How are you all? Good, Good thank you. Yep, yep. wonderful. I better not go too quiet for too long because I can't hear you yet. I will once you've recorded and released the episode, but I can't now. Oh, you know how it works. I hope you're all good. I personally am not too good. I'm recovering from a cold, but that's not just to get an aww from you all. Go on, man. What, you're you're not going to go aww? No. Oh, all right. Uh, Moving on. I'm basically just saying because I've had a cold, I've had an opportunity to watch movies and TV shows and listen to podcasts a bit more than I normally do, laying in bed feeling sorry for myself. So recently I watched two films I hadn't seen before. One that I had before, which was Star Wars, A New Hope, on Blu-ray, which, yeah, it had the CGI changes, but it looked gorgeous on (laughs) Blu-ray. Star Wars on Blu-ray. <laughs> Surprised I could do that with a cold, actually. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, never mind. <coughs> oh, that was a real cough. <laughs> Sorry, but the two films I saw recently were um, Ted, which was Ted. incredibly puerile and vulgar and uh, brilliant and hilarious. So uh, thank so you for recommending it. that and reviewing that. And also Hot Fuzz, which I don't know if you've mentioned it recently, but you have mentioned it once or twice in your previous episodes, which I have been listening to just to entertain myself with the cold. And uh, so I thought, actually, I should go and watch that. So I did. I quite liked it. Gave me a reason to uh, love Simon Pegg more. He was excellent in it, and I think um, he's brilliant in just about anything he's in, especially Star Trek, just to tie in with the whole Spock thing there. Anyway, just to cover some news items that have come out recently, number one being the rumour that The Sun started, which isn't The Daily Mail. No, sorry, I'll do that again. (laughs) The Daily Mail. That's better. Sounds a bit more echoey and whatnot. I just... I got annoyed with that. One, because... Anyone out there working for the tabloids, don't release the news that the Doctor is going to regenerate before the BBC or even the man playing the Doctor says so. One, because it gets me really nervous, but also two, 
It's a blatant bloody lie. <laughs> well, it may be true this time. Breathing and calming so down. Basically, I knew it wasn't true because the BBC released a statement saying, we don't know what's going on. But basically that means if they don't know Matt's leaving, then he's probably not leaving because you'd think that he and the producers of the BBC's flagship program and highest selling international program would tell them if the guy playing the lead character from that show was leaving they that's kind of what i think so i don't think he is yet but also i had a lot of reasons that was one of them another one being he's off filming his ryan gosling film soon but this kind of blows out all my other reasons out of the water the water because there's a headline saying doctor who season seven uh, season eight when basically jenna louise coleman has suggested that there'll be a long break between the end of season seven and season eight which is one extremely annoying but two kind of says the reason why matt has said he won't be playing the doctor for a while is because there won't be a doctor to play while um steven goes and films films no writes sherlock um he might have a cameo i don't know (laughs) mind you he says he doesn't like doing cameos because he did one for a press gang i think it was and he says he did one shot and uh then he got bored and wandered off and they said no you need to come back we film the scenes over and over again and then he said that's when he decided to be a writer for sure because he can't do this standing around on set (laughs) waiting to be filmed which i thought was quite amusing that's just annoying news but anyway i'm going to try and be positive here because i'm quite happy because i listened to a very good episode of neverwhere recently i listened to the first episode and i really enjoyed it this was my first exposure to neverwhere apart from your review and synopsis of it a while ago when you reviewed the doctor's wife and unlike kirby bartlett sloan of the 20 megabyte doctor who podcast one of my co-hosts over there plug plug i didn't go and find the dvds unlike him i just got really interested in it from your review but because this kind of came to me and i didn't have to hunt it down like i would the dvds i listened to it and i really liked it not only because the cast are outstanding neil gaiman is a wonderful writer and the sound design was interesting i just i liked it because it was for the first time since the tortured audio plays or radio plays it really interested me now that's nothing against any actors or creators or writers for a radio play in general it's just that in recent years i've been really busy just with podcasting and reviewing and watching stuff and i tend to prefer audio books or books or tv shows or movies to radio plays because and this is probably a bad thing but i like i think i've got a good imagination but i tend to have a can't be bothered attitude attitude to imagining what the um radio plays uh, not telling me to imagine, but are just presenting me with evidence to imagine. Mm-hmm. But the tortured ones in this did it so well, I didn't really have to think too hard to imagine things, so maybe I'll give radio plays a bit more of a chance, but that's a tangent. But this did it so well that it was effortless for me to imagine it pretty much, which I thought was excellent. But that's kind of because I devoted a bit of time to it. Most of the time I don't feel like I've got enough time to devote to audio plays. Mm. In terms of the actual story, I thought it was really interesting. I knew really the basic idea, especially the fact that, um, I don't know, I've forgotten the main character's name. Typical, sorry. But I knew the guy gets picked up and thrown into this world, this mysterious, mystical world, because of your review. So I knew what was going on. You're doing this on the fly when you've only heard it once and you've got a cold. The memory will fail you. That's something <laughs> I've just learned. <laughs> but anyway, I really liked it. I really liked the story, which... um it's really fascinating. I loved the cast. Like I said in my feedback, they're phenomenal. Do 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 do. Never Phenomenal. Do 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 do. Phenomenal. That's another movie I watched, by the way, The Muppets, and I loved it. Anyway, um, 
One hell of a tangent. I really can't stay on track, even without a cold, but I've got a cold this time. The cast are outstanding, and I said that before even hearing it, so after hearing it, I know that they were with the characters. Not only were they really good as the characters and acting with their voices, which is really a great essence of acting because you don't have the physical side of acting, which, again, I wouldn't, I'm not going to go to de- into detail, but as an actor, you can have two instruments. If you're on stage or on camera, you've got the instrument of your voice, which is a very literal version of the word instrument, but you've also got the physical instrument and body language and all that. And take one of those away, and you need to focus a lot more on the other one. It's something which I'm struggling to do right now. <laughs> I'm holding back some coughs and sniffles from my cold. <laughs> but I think they all did a great job with the voice acting. And uh, not only did they do a great job in that, but people like Anthony Head and Bernard Cribbins did a great job of getting past the fact, for me, that they were Anthony Head and Bernard Cribbins mm. speaking to me. But, you know, I put their past catalogue behind them and focused on the character that they were playing. So if that's coming across the way I'm intending it to come across, basically I thought they did a really good job of being the characters that they were being uh, and kind of making me forget who they were for a second and then realising, oh, wait, these are these two really good actors. Not just them sp- um, specifically, they were all really good. Even Neil Gaiman, who isn't a professional actor, yep. but, yep. you know, he was really good. <laughs> yep. Yep. But whilst I was listening to this, I've finally come to the conclusion, and I know it's quite popular amongst some people, probably because of his looks, but I personally think that uh, James McAvoy should be a doctor at some point. Yeah. Not of the medical kind, the doctor from Doctor <laughs> Who, obviously. <laughs> I just think he's a really good actor. He, Michael Fassbender, and Jennifer Lawrence... Her for two reasons. One, her acting talent, and two, her damn gorgeousness. Um, were the best part of uh, X-Men First Class. Mind you, it being the best X-Men film for me is beside the point. But anyway, I think they were the best parts of it. He was really good as Mr. Tumnus, and he was excellent in this. And hearing this finally confirmed that I want him to be a Doctor at some point. Be it the 12th or 13th, or even 14th at some point. Mm. And with his Scottish accent, because I think it's much nicer. Like David Tennant's accent is much nicer than his Doctor voice. Um, But anyway, that's just a tangent. And speaking of the Doctor and future Doctors, this is something I brought up my podcast, Who is a Man podcast, plug plug. I recently brought up the fact that a lot of people say an American Doctor would be terrible. But I personally don't see how. Now, if some of you are going, oh, I don't know, hear me (laughs) out. If it's the reverse of what happened with Hugh Laurie as House, where he tricked the producers that he was American for a season or two, or however long he convinced them that he was American, if it was the reverse of that, and this American actor could convince the producers of Doctor Who that he was English, then would it really be that bad? And uh, I can understand the arguments from uh, Adam Pearson from the aforementioned 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast. He said, well, there are lots of actors in the UK, and that's very true, especially young ones, younger actors who maybe are just, you know, finishing drama school. But if they're so good and they go to an audition for the Doctor and they're one of the best actors of their time or one of the best actors in history, then fair enough, cast that British actor. If he's that good, then cast him. But I just don't think you should limit it to that. Now, I'm not saying this as an Englishman or an English boy. I'm saying this as an Aussie who likes the show, but you are all from England. It's a bit of a national treasure. Fair enough. It's absolutely outstanding and phenomenal. Phenomenal. Do-do-do-do-do. Phenomenal. Do-do-do-do. Phenomenal. But anyway. Do-do-do-do-do. It's outstanding, I understand, and it is British, and you must be proud of it. But I just wanted to know what you guys think, and maybe your listeners too. That's basically where I stand. If the actor's good enough, 
I don't care where he's from, but I can understand a nationalistic point of view or national pride or the fact that, yes, there are many actors in the UK, some well-known, like uh, David Warner could actually play the Doctor or David Bradley could go from playing William Hartnell to being the Doctor at some point. Anyone could be the Doctor. Simon Pegg, I wouldn't mind if he was the Doctor, but, you know, any British actor could. But I don't think you should exclude any Australian actor, any American actor, any Canadian actor, any French actor, (laughs) any uh, Kiwi actor, you know. I don't think you should exclude. That's just something I think. But anyway, I've been waffling on for far too long. Thank you for the wonderful podcast, and uh, speak to you next time. See ya. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. But never fear, in the next one there'll be more of the same. More fun, frivolity and jollity. More news and reviews. More hull than you. So until that excoriating evanescence of effluence comes emanating down upon us, this is me, Crumbly, saying be seeing you. Goodbye. You've been listening to Staggering Stories Podcast, Series 1, number 155, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, and Real Keith Dunn. And of course, as to man, the views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an Fake Keith production for www.staggerystories.net. <laughs> yeah, the third one's got the spy camera in. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it's just those African masks up on the wall. I mean, I always get the impression it's laughing at something. Yeah. <laughs> mm. well, laughing's allowed. It's yeah. when they start pointing. Yeah. The monkey, when you squeezed it, it used to purr. Yep. There's a monkey in there, and you could squeeze it, and it would. Or it, or, it, or it would have a heartbeat or something. Yeah, a heartbeat, doesn't it? Yeah. Or it's even creepier. I, I wouldn't go in and squeeze <laughs> another man's monkey. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Every time I went in there, I was squeezing Adam's monkey. Oh, sorry. Oh, there's a limit. Squeezing another man's monkey in the toilet is the limit. <laughs> okay. Squeezing another man's monkey is really <laughs> kind of funky. Some and if you do loud enough, it goes all wet and spunky. <laughs> Come here. A mashups of Terry Nation's greatest hits, but adventure all the way in the sex episode and the sex. The s- oh, sex, 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 sex. That's all you think about. <laughs> <laughs>